This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So MSNBC told me that Civil War's starting. So uh, you guys don't get to drink because I didn't say it. They said it. <laughs> don't look at me. I'm just sitting here, you know, I'm sitting here minding my own business. And then Joe Biden comes out with red lights and the Marines yelling about how half the country is all evil and everything. And then MSNBC, they said the Civil War is now. Literally, Tiffany Cross said it feels like Civil War is here and previously said Civil War is here. And so uh, if that's true, MSNBC, and Joe Biden did come out and say the things that he said, that is, um, is that a declaration of war? There's tons of prominent Democrat personalities likening this to 1860 and 1940, saying that this is a presidential wartime speech. That's what they think. So I'll tell you this, to those that don't think you're in some kind of civil war, that's the advantage they have, the element of surprise, that when the feds go after Donald Trump, when they raid his house, when they start going after the lawyers, they just tell you, oh, it's, it's, it's all normal. It's not a civil war. And people sit back and just watch. But uh, if MSNBC said it, far be it for me to tell them they're wrong. They're MSNBC. Go to TimCast.com, become a member, support our work directly. Check out the latest episode of Cast Castle featuring Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's a good, it's a good laugh. We also have a clip up on YouTube. The next week's episode is going to be funny and spicy. And I'll just say, I'm pretty sure that if it's going to be, it's, it's a four-part arc now. It's four episodes that like YouTube would just, let's just, let's just say YouTube wouldn't appreciate. The, the, the jokes that we are making are, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. But we'll have, uh, we'll, we'll have more on that next week when it comes out Tuesday at 7 p.m. Smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us to talk about all of this news and more is Matt Kibbe. Hey, it's good to be back. And uh, I am the head of an uh, organization called Free the People. I'm also the host of uh, Kibbe on Liberty, a podcast that's co-produced by Free the People and Blaze TV. And our whole thing is to tell beautiful stories about liberty and to connect with people at an emotional level and not just do the typical libertarian thing where we just um, sort of bombard people with logic and facts and all and um, downward sloping demand curves and all that stuff that economists do. Because um, I, I realized quite a bit ago that I was the unusual one and that most people process the world through their emotions. Mm -hmm. Tim, you talk about this all the time, that uh, culture is upstream of politics. And so we, we want to turn people on. My team is basically a video production crew. I have actors and artists and, and people that want to tell beautiful stories. Some of those stories are uplifting and some of them are devastatingly dark. Right on. Thanks for joining, man. Thanks for joining, man. We also have Hannah Claire Brimelow. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimelow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. Yeah, sure. As she was right. <laughs> she was right. Hey, Matt, I'm glad you're here, man. Uh, I'm Ian Crossland, obviously, if you don't know already. It's right behind me. Don't forget it. I'm glad you're talking about emotions, man. I was thinking last night, what do I do on this show? I listen to what people think and why they feel the way they feel. Yeah. It's so important. And everyone's different, you know, and you start to learn about humanity when you get a piece of everybody. 
Thanks for being here, man. Thank you. 100%. We were talking last night about how feelings don't care about facts, which is something that I came up with on my own because I started to realize that this is why I think conservatives lose and definitely libertarians. Good for you for making a difference. Me and my little T-Rex arm are over here. Let's get this party started. So the uh, first story we're going to go to, uh, we're going to check in with our good friends over at the Babylon Bee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And uh, over at the Babylon Bee, every single article, okay, oh, almost, yeah. all the new ones, <laughs> are the image of Joe Biden with the red lights and the Marines behind him yelling. And we have Biden abolishes office of president and names self Supreme Fuhrer. Biden signs non-aggression pact with Poland. Mm. Biden announces, announces invasion of Poland. <laughs> Bravo, Babylon B. Great. So uh, here's the story from Newsweek. Joe Biden compared to Adolf Hitler by Trump loyalists. Mm. Not just Trump loyalists. Many people are comparing him to Hitler, whether they like Trump or not. Y'all are just in a cult. But Newsweek, you know, I'll give some respect to because they have uh, Batia Unger-Sargon, who's uh, she's actually pretty good and uh, tries to keep things a bit balanced. So that, that, that's OK. I'll, I'll give him that one. But take a look at this photo. We got to show this photo from the previous night. We did that watch party. But this photo has taken the Internet by storm. This this is a creepy photo. Everybody who is sane is questioning the judgment of the White House team for, yeah, yeah, Joe Rogan. Yeah, of course, Joe. Yeah, but Joe, I mean, Joe recently said vote Republicans. All the normal people, normal guys. Even Sam Harris said the optics were bad on this one. Interesting. Yes, but Sam Harris. (laughs) And then he said, but something, something about my hatred of Trump. Sam Harris has gone insane. (laughs) I I tweeted like you need an intervention, bro. But we'll we'll get into that. I want to say we'll talk about Sam Harris after the trigonometry fiasco. I mean, this is a prominent, pe- but this he is a perfect example of what's happening now. So um, if we point out here, Marjorie Taylor Greene, look at this. She tweeted, what we all saw tonight from Biden. I guess when President Butterbeans is frail, weak and dementia ridden, the Hitler imagery was their attempt to make him look tough while he declares war on half of America as enemies of the state. Oh, or it's real. Twitter blocked this video and it says the following media includes potentially sensitive content. I'm going to click it. Are you ready? I am. Click. Ah, oh, oh, it's it's, it's Biden, Biden with a fake mustache and swastika behind him. Ah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, we had to bring in a libertarian to ask us what, what's happening. Is is Joe Biden uh, declaring himself the Supreme Chancellor? Is he asserting that for the uh, security and prosperity, the American Republic will be reformed to the first American empire? So I didn't think of Hitler. I thought of Daenerys Targaryen mm. in that in that last. <laughs> I think it's the last episode where yeah. she goes. I guess she goes full Nazi in that. But yeah, like um, the the imagery is super creepy. And I think that everyone should be a little bit freaked out about it. But I, obviously, this wasn't an accident. They, they didn't like forget to frame the shot and realize that it was going to be this blood red kind of imagery. And so the question is, is he desperately talking to his base because he knows he's going to get trounced in the midterms mm. and and the only thing he has left like you know the economy sucks and people are paying so much for for gas and groceries and there's there's so much uh, collateral damage caused by lockdowns is the only thing he have has left is to get every single person that's turned on by the the authoritarian imagery to show up and vote in the midterms or is <sighs> it about um his brain's is it, broken is, is it real like is it real is <laughs> oh, this yeah. is it real um yeah. I, don't, I, I think don't, it's real well they asked real. they asked him today do you i think peter Ducey asked him do you how, like do you really think that the trump supporters are how did he phrase it do you have this 
this are, are a, a, a threat to are our, a threat. Do you really yeah. think the Trump supporters are a threat? And he said, I don't think any Trump supporters are a threat. What? And well, last he night does, he was he's saying, demented, dude. Come on. Like so, I think he what he really thinks is a threat is cultism, and he's pointing out Trump's cult because he was just president. But cultism but is that dangerous. Makes no sense. If he's saying, I don't think any Trump supporters are a threat, but he's talking about a cult and yeah. he thinks Trump supporters are in a cult, that makes no sense. It's like he's saying the cultism of Trump no. is dangerous, but the people themselves are not threat. Are not no, 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 threat. no. I think he's walking it back. Somebody tweeted. They said uh, the overnights uh, must have been really, really bad on this one. Oh, for sure. That mm -hmm. picture came out like 10 minutes so after the, after they, the I, speech. I, I bet they were. When that photo came out, let's, let's grab that photo again. When this photo came out of Biden. Like, Jeez. it's crazy, what dude. The, heck? the yeah. red lights with him going, ah! And just one person had to be like, instead of it being blue, red, blue, why don't we have it be red, blue? Like, yeah. it would have been a totally different game. This it is, would be still weird, but like, this not this, this picture's never going away. I think no. they know it, and they know it. One of the networks slowly tweaked it and made it pink during CNN. The CNN did. Really? Yep. They Holy knew. Crap. And there was blue just outside yeah, on either side, but they like, cropped it. Someone was like, this is a great idea. We're gonna write the speech, and you know what? We're gonna be super patriotic, and we're gonna put red right behind him, and we're gonna do it at night, it, it so it's to, black and red. It like, was to scare people. It looks crazy. <laughs> the other part is this whole speech, he's just throwing out buzzwords. I mean, he th says that uh, MAGA supporters are extremists, or threat. he says that they're uh, threats to democracy. He invokes Charlottesville. Like, he is doing anything he can to be like, supporting Donald Trump is supporting the worst of the worst and I need you to be on my side because otherwise you are against the foundation of America. This, this is a crazy statement. Yeah, it's, it's like classic uh, othering the other team, right? And this is this is what every authoritarian done is, is done through history. You dehumanize the opposition so that you can do what you need to do. Um, I don't think it's a mistake and the question is, does he mean, I, like I don't, I don't know what Joe Biden means because he's reading a script. Um, but I don't think he, he knows. But his team wrote that with with very much a purpose of of, of minimizing the humanity of half of America. Right. I, even and that's, the, that's what's so creepy about he it. He even what? has that line where he says, like, uh, not every Republican is like that. It's just that their party is dominated. And it's like a, 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 an invite to be like Nonsense. Adam Kinzinger. Like, you either need to align right. with the Democratic Party, even if you keep the name Republican. Uh, It'll throw you out. Yeah. I was talking to a friend about... Um, what we learned of our true friends when the cult started forming. And I was saying that you, we, we've known people our whole lives. And all of a sudden, these people don't want to be friends anymore, or they're not answering texts, or they're walking away. I mean, Larry Elder told us stories like this. And what you realize then is these people will say or do anything Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus to appear cool or to be socially accepted but in reality they're all just terrified and they're just saying whoever i fear the most i will pretend to be like so sure enough as soon as biden loses and he will because this stuff never wins it never does i mean there are periods where, where autocrats gain power and then they lose power in the end it never lasts forever all of these people who defend this lie for it they'll come out and be like well i was always against it mm -hmm. they'll be the and and then what you what you need to realize is Right now, we're kind of lucky in that you can see who is actually a thinking person. 
you can see who is actually your real friend because you can ask them a simple question and see if their brain can process it. So there are a lot of people I know that I'm like, huh, I I wouldn't have known that they were a duplicitous scumbag until now. So I'd like to thank the cult for exposing all of these people. So so Fauci came out recently and said I was always against lockdowns. Mm -hmm. The Biden administration announced a couple days ago that they were the ones that got children back into schools. Um, Clearly, the policies of this administration and and I would I would even broaden it, the policies of lockdowns and dehumanizing people and telling people they can't speak, telling people they can't leave their house, telling people that they can't go to their job and feed their families. This is all coming to to a head. And which which goes back to my theory that the only thing that the Democrats have is this otherizing and demonizing and and getting every single um, hardcore Democrat, the 34 percent or whatever it is, to show up in the midterms because midterms are low term, low turnout elections. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, the people that that have been damaged are going to show up and they're not showing up for Biden. They're showing up for something else. And, and that's that's the 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 catastrophic future that they're facing. They knew this in 2020 and they feel the same way now. Biden does not rally anyone. What gets people to vote is the hatred of Donald Trump. Yep. So they've been planning this for some time. We saw them propping up MAGA Republicans in that they were trying to get MAGA Republicans to win Yeah. because they knew this was this, this was the trajectory. Now that the primaries are coming to an end, the goal, demonize MAGA, hit them all at once. That's the plan. You know, one of the things that bothers me is he was saying that he thinks that anyone that questions a free and fair election is a danger, which I kind of like, okay. Well, how can I he say that about Hillary Clinton? But I mean, that's not, that's, yeah, that's, that's not nice. That's oh, well, me. she did actually question the 2016 election. Yeah, she never yeah. stopped. She but never the stopped. big problem is when you have election tallies being calculated on a proprietary voting machine in secret, that's, I would not just default consider did, that free and fair because it's in secret. It's being tallied. I can't, I can't see if it's free. And did fair. You, I can't see. I need to see the code. Did you see what Carrie Lake said? No. She was asked about this, like, isn't Donald Trump, you know, with he's threatening <clears throat> democracy or whatever. And she was like asking about elections, asking like like every Democrat did after, you know, the 2016 election. She, she said people have a right to uh, to to question the process. And how is that anti-American or a threat to this country or whatever? That's an insane prospect. What they want to do with the classified documents thing. They want you to think there is an authority above the president when it comes to classified documents. They want you to think that Trump needed permission from someone. Mm. The National Archives, by the way. Right. They, they, they want you to think that as commander in chief, you do not have the authority as the duly elected you know, president or whatever to do these things. And this is every step of the way. They're trying to make you think that you actually don't have the right to be involved in the process. When you come out and say, hey, we're doing a free and fair election, so I want to see those numbers on a, on a, on a uh, you know, open source machine or the, the public should have access to the code, the source code, and we should be able to see them tally. Yeah, yeah, of, by, and for the people. That's the United States. They're trying to erase all of that and make you think that there's someone else you have to, you have to bend the knee to. Yeah, did you know, did, did anyone else not know that the National Archives were the final arbiter of, of what was legal for the president to take? I did not know that. I think it's yeah. fascinating. Our com- our country's highest authority is the acting ar- acting archivist of the United States. Libra- <laughs> uh, librarians everywhere are like, I had no idea this was such a path to power. Could there be a worse form of hell than the librarians taking full control? Seriously. Well, I was looking this up today because we were kind of talking about it with family because they were like, well... My mother-in-law actually asked, she was like, well, what did Hillary Clinton do when the FBI came for her documents? And I was like, that's a 
Great question. Let's well, talk about that. They smashed email? their phones smashed with hammers. Their phones, bleach bit. Yep. Bleach bit yep. the server. Yep. And yep. they were all, and she was not a president. Yeah, she didn't exactly. have the classification authority. She right. destroyed cla- classified. Is it? It wasn't. Was has. it been proven that she destroyed classified information, or she her just staff, destroyed information? Yeah, her her staff, staff destroyed information. Was it her command for yes, them? And for then, so sure. she commanded her staff to destroy information. We don't know if it was classified or not because it was. Destroyed. Well, here's how it works. If there's, uh, let's let's say you know we've got uh, we got a truth bomb on the table from yeah, uh, Daily Wire, and let's say it was evidence or something. If I came out and said, Ian, destroy the evidence. Well, you committed a crime. If I said, Ian, clean the table. Well, I didn't do anything wrong. I said, clean the table. And then Ian goes and smashes the truth bomb with a hammer. Nobody committed a crime. Mm -hmm. So they're like, well, no one really did anything. It was one guy was just preparing a server and she was just telling him to clean things up. Yeah, we get it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about where we go from here with Joe Biden and his crack pottery. MSNBC's Eugene Robinson describes Biden's speech as urgent wartime address as network keeps evoking civil war. Shut up, Fox News. Network keeps evoking civil war. Civil war is trending constantly over the past couple, several months. MSNBC's Tiffany Cross has claimed it feels like the civil war is here. In fact, she said more than that. They have a video clip here. Let me see if uh, I believe this is the one. Maybe it will play. Maybe the it won't. Has left the state. All right. Let's. Uh, oh, every time. Gets well, every because time. we were listening to music. Before we have the show. listen parties before yep. every show. There is no let's deal with the rhetoric. At this point, I do think we have to have serious conversations around preparing for actual violence. Uh, People keep saying a civil war is coming. I would say a civil war is here. And I don't mean to be hyperbolic. We can look at what has happened just in the past week alone since all this has happened. We've had two people try to declare war with FBI field offices. I don't think at this point we're going to all pack up our bags and go home and sing Kumbaya. She's right. Yep. She's 100% right. It doesn't matter what side you're on or who you think is factually correct or morally correct. What matters is that there were people going to FBI field offices. One guy tried to break through. And I said, yeah, people are getting violent. You know, these things are happening. And even it was uh, um, Eric Weinstein. What is this? Autoplay video. Boo. Eric Weinstein said uh, he doesn't see a path uh, out of this. And and I'm like, you know, with like that's 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 great. I've, I've been saying that for a while. And I don't mean that as like a dig at him. I'm like, even he's now saying, you know, even Joe Rogan is saying, I think Tim was right. A civil war is coming. Even Eric is saying, I don't see a path out of this. I said that a year ago. I mean, violent crime has been on the rise for the last two years. I think I have to look at the numbers again, but I think it coincided before the pandemic was exacerbated by the pandemic. We obviously saw the summer of 2020, which was marked by violent riots. You know, it's hard to say whether the civil war is coming or we've been slowly drifting into it for some time. I think people expect there to be like a referee whistle and for right. it to be like, and we've begun. And that's never in history ever been the case. Even even Fort Sumter, hmm. they didn't know if that was a start of, of a civil war or not. They were yeah. shooting at each other like, well, you know, this could be nothing, we don't know. And uh, people can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. I'm looking at this quote from Joe Biden last night. We can't allow violence to be normalized in this country. But violence has been increasingly normalized in this country for so long. I mean, By many, him. Yeah, yeah. And how many times do we have to see like random person stabs elderly woman on the streets of New York before we see that violence is happening on so many levels of our society in a can, way that we're not used to? Can we get a Joe Biden clip where he's standing in front of the red, you know, shaking his fists? And then we just have like one of these lefties going, are we the baddies? Mm, Yes, you are. It's you (laughs) cheering on law enforcement and governmental expansion and and violence against regular people. You know, I want to give a shout out to uh, these left commentators, the social commentators who are cheering on Joe Biden right now, who cheer on Antifa. Because when Antifa went and smashed the windows of the working class throughout a bunch of cities in this country, they cheered for that. 
that makes you the bad guys. Like, you know, if you want to talk about evoking history or, or invoking history, then um, Kristallnacht, sure. You are the guys who went around smashing up everyone's windows. And guess what? You did it in black neighborhoods. There's viral videos of people in black neighborhoods begging Antifa to stop destroying their homes. But whatever, you didn't care, did you? So you know what? When these people tweet, like Ben Shapiro tweeted, you know, Biden's gone crazy. And then I see Hassan and Vosh and they're like seethe and laughing about it. It's like, yes, you guys, they're, they're evil. They, they don't care that Antifa went and destroyed the lives of working class people. They're in favor of the elites and the system. I mean, Hassan bought himself a multi-million dollar house while claiming to be a socialist. Bravo, good sir. That's the grift. That's the racket. You you done, do you've it. done it very well. So when, uh, when the lockdown started, I want to give some context to this. When the lockdown started, the first thing that my wife and I did was go to Home Depot and buy plywood to board up the front windows on our Capitol Hill home because I had no idea what was going to happen. But but my theory was that if you lock people up and you tell them that they can't go to work and you tell them uh, dictating every aspect of their life, things are going to get violent. And that's a, that's precisely what happened. Maybe maybe it was orchestrated, but I, I but I think another theory about what Biden is trying to accomplish, and I think this MSNBC clip proves that, is that they want someone to take the bait. They want to be able to point to some MAGA guy that goes too far and gets violent so that their narrative completes, right? Yes. See, I told you they were going to get violent. Um, so one way to think about, one, one way to, another way to think about that speech is let's goad them into doing something stupid. Yes. And then that's our narrative for the election. I like that theory because it seems like social chaos is brewing as a result of the lockdowns. Since September 11th, 2001, people have been out of their mind pointing the finger at who's in, who's at fault. But like, uh, at, it seems like an emergent phenomenon that it is a violence of desperation and that yeah. to acknowledge that would be like, well, we've been riding off the back of the Federal Reserve for 120 years. This is what happens when you defer your, your monetary responsibility and let people print your economy into oblivion. Yeah, well, just think about all these things, what, what they've done to children and, and all of the developmental damage by not being able to go to school or masking, um, all of the people that died because they weren't allowed to go to the hospital, and maybe they died of cardiovascular disease, maybe they died of cancer, maybe they couldn't say goodbye to their parents who mm -hmm. were dying. Um, the list goes on and on, these, these inhuman indignities that, that have been imposed and fair or not, and I think it's fair, the, the Biden administration, the Democrats, MSNBC, the lockdowners own this problem. So they have to come up with something else because they're not going to win on the health of the economy. They're not going to win on, even though they say so, they, they're not going to win because they opened the schools because that's a lie. Um, so what are they going to do? They're desperate and they're, they're trying to stoke civil war. It's disgusting. I, I think civil war has been here for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're seeing of them has been an increasing desperation because they've been losing. Over the past several years, there's been a, I mean, since Trump won. No, before that, I think it was even since Obama was president because it's a global civil Tea catastrophe. Party. We're in like a, a global civil uprising where a new government's attempting to form a one new world order, they're calling it. Yeah. And Obama signing the Trans-Pacific Partnership, like getting on board with selling out to the Malaysian oil companies was part of it. It's like creating this corporatocracy. But Trump was very against that. And so was Bernie Sanders, which is kind of, why, I think, why he got snowballed by the Clinton campaign. 
they were not really into like, yo, let's sell out the people to the corporations and acquiesce to the metaverse, you know, uh, mute mutation. Um, and but that was like slowing it down. And I don't know if Biden's like in on it or if he just is being pushed along with it. Bidenism. He's I mean, he's he's part of the, the, the regime. He's part of the machine. Um, someone's writing his talking points for him. I, I want to white pill you guys just for a second here. Yes, do it. Um, think about think about the tra- trajectory. You mentioned the Tea Party, but you could go back to Ron Paul. You you could probably even go back to Howard Dean, um, and you could certainly fast forward and look at Bernie and Trump as outsiders breaking the two party duopoly and and doing something that that the establishment didn't want, and every step along the way they've tried to whack it down it's like whack-a-mole oh people are finally speaking for themselves it turns out that not every democrat wants hillary clinton it turns out that not every republican wants mitt romney Mm. Um, and there's this uprising going on fueled by technology this is the upside of technology it is democratization at its best and it turns out that people have a voice and they have power and they have control and and this is this uh, existential fight that we have between the machine that wants to crush us and people that want to be free. And I, I think we're in the middle of something. It, it, maybe it's a civil war. Maybe we're figuring out how different other Americans are across the country in a way that we couldn't have possibly known before technology. But maybe we're also trying to figure out how to beat the man and reorganize things in a more decentralized way. I think... One of the things we're seeing, you know, I mentioned those people that would just say or do anything to fit in or be cool. They've 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 become stuck where they are. And so they're all it's it's a Mexican standoff. They're all looking at each other saying, what should I say? And what should I do? And there's no real leader anymore. It used to be that with a centralized media apparatus, you could say blue is the new green. And then all the people go, yeah, yes, blue, blue. Now that leader is gone. Now it's all of just them. And one guy goes, green, green. No, wait, blue. I don't know. Canceled. They're attacking each other. And so they're stuck and there's no way to lead them out of it. An example is, you know, uh, uh, I've been watching She-Hulk. Have you guys watched that great piece of American um, media? I just saw the first episode. Saw some twerking. Oh, I, I liked the first episode. I liked the first episode. The second episode was okay. The third episode was just one of the worst pieces of, of film trash I've ever watched. Damn. She's a good actor too. It's really bad. It's it's just like the it's they're making they're ruining characters. But anyway, I digress. It's it's getting bad reviews. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's got like a 2.2 or something like that in, in out of five. And so what these cultists do is they say the only reason that's happening is because white supremacists are attacking it. And then I'm just like, it's really funny because I actually liked the first one. I thought it was silly when she did that rant about feminism. But I was like, I, I even said on the show, I was like, eh, it's all right. You know, C plus, it's like kind of funny. Second episode, it's okay. You know, there's some bad stuff in it. And third episode is just really, really awful. And it's like, what do you say to someone who actually praised the first two episodes the first two weeks and is now saying, okay, it's getting bad? Is that racism and white supremacy? The issue is when there's no leader, they don't know what to say. So they say 
bad thing. They say, the only reason people don't like it is because they like bad thing. They, they like bad things, so they don't like show. And, and, and you're just like, maybe if you had charismatic thought leaders, they could explain what's wrong with the show in a way that would help your side. But they don't. It's a mob. And, you know, some people call them the real fascists or whatever. And I'm like, it's just a mob. It's a group of people marching around with pitchforks figuratively on Twitter, looking for the next person to be angry at over their problems. Joe Biden is a part of that mob. He is not a leader. He doesn't know what he's doing. Somebody writes him a speech because they're a part of the mob and they're saying mindless, nonsensical garbage. But mobs are dangerous. Yeah, it, I mean, they're also just uh, there's an apparatchik mind mindset to, to people like this because, the you know, the prize, the ring is is control of the federal government. And without that, they can't impose their will on other people. Um, whereas I think um, conservatives and certainly libertarians don't really think that way. We're not. We're not ultimately political animals. We, we want to live our lives. We want to raise our families. We want to um, live our lives the way we see fit. And, and I think that's sometimes a disadvantage when so much power is concentrated in Washington, D.C. Um, apparatchiks win. And people that, that want freedom don't even understand what they're doing. Um, so that you don't, the language is foreign. Like, what are you guys even saying? It's it's hard to even understand what they're trying to say. I think they're trying Mumble. to get you to agree with them by using the only thing they know, which is fear. So they're saying like, well, only white supremacists criticize She-Hulk. So therefore, if you are going to criticize it, know that you are equating yourself to that ideology. And so in turn, if you don't want to be outside the group, you start to be like, well, I kind of like the costumes in She-Hulk. And even though you didn't actually like it, you feel like you can't publicly talk about it. Otherwise, you are equated to Dude, the worst it's, it's, of the worst. It's, it's like the show's bad because the writing is bad. The jokes don't make sense. The characters are being ruined like Wong. He's in a bunch of movies. He's a great character. And they made they, they made, turned him into a joke. Like, he's disheveled. He shows up late. He's committing crimes. I'm like, what is, what is this? What are they doing to these characters? But the CGI. So is, bad. No, no. It, it's, it, yes. Like, it, but bad is an understatement. It's worse than Shrek. People are like, ah, Shrek level CGI. I'm like, no, man. The way they're like walking and jerky and their mouths are moving like this when they talk. I'm like. It reminds it, me of Sims. You know, the yeah. computer game? Like, it looks like early, early animation of Sims, like in the worst way possible. It's, and this is like a multi-million dollar pr production, right? Ever, you know what I think? I think when you're a when you're a part of a mob, they 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 may be able to a mob can break into CNN, but they can't make the cameras operate. The cameras may already be turned on when the mob breaks into the CNN, you know, headquarters. So they can move the camera around and point it, and that 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 goes out to the world. But eventually, the camera stops working, and they start scratching their heads. Then someone comes in, and they're like, uh, "Let's do this," and they press power. The camera starts working but not working well. And they're like, okay, I got it. That's what it feels like. Like a mob broke into to, to the, to the, uh, you know, the studio and they don't know how to work anything. And that's, and you know, I think merit is being shut out, but uh, we're doing our own things. You don't, you know, that's the danger of corporatocracy is that merit gets shut out and wealth dictates who gets to make the decisions instead of the, the most intelligent or the most resourceful, which is what Republicanism is so great for. So that the, the merits of, of the human are what lead the way. Not the not the bank account. Well, I mean, is is it is it wealth or is it is it wokeism where where who you hire is not based on the people that could actually make a good movie? Right. I think I think that's what you're describing. Oh man, remember when like Star Wars was completely destroyed, and then it was completely destroyed, and then it was completely destroyed, and like every step of the way they just completely ruined the IP. Like the prequels, it's like okay, you know, whatever. 
they 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 really ham fisted it. It's like why is C three PO and R two R two D two here? That's Anakin built. See, that's weird. But fine, whatever. We all had a good laugh. We enjoyed it. Then they started making a whole bunch of weird garbage, and then the the sequel movies were just m- nonsensical garbage. Ryan Johnson, who's super woke, just totally ruined it, and he brags about how proud he is, but he legitimately ruined it. The rate, like it's it's dude. George Lucas sold out. He sold Star Wars to Disney. He sold out. That was his IP. Freakish. Well, good for him. No, I, not I'm good. Not saying, good. He ruined it. He he gave no, up and he ruined bro. it. First of all, forcing his own direction on it ruined it. George, you ruined the first episode one. You ruined because you didn't let someone else take the reins for you. You're what a mean, good story writer. You're not a good director, my man. That movie was terrible. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks was a laughing stock. Oh, you mean you had you mean a horrible child actor to play the lead. You had no villain. You had Darth Maul, who didn't even have lines, and they had like one line in the movie. You tell me, terrible, terrible. I mistake. thought you were talking about a New Hope. I was like, what? The New Hope no, was the good. F- episode four, five, and six were freaking incredible, man. The, yeah, you yeah, had an yeah, amazing yeah. cast. It's for confusing that too. how they did these. these yeah, movies I've never understood it. I've never really followed Star Wars. You want me? I to, feel like you're making a really hot take. I just wish I could understand it. <laughs> he, he wanted me to pretend like I didn't know Palpatine was the Emperor, so that I could like the kids in the future will watch Star Wars from Episode One is forward. Is he nuts? This is crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean the Total moment the mo- miscalculation. Was the same actor. Everybody knew it was him. Yeah, every it was the point was it was the. <laughs> Do you like Star Wars? I, I checked out with Jar Jar Binks, and, <laughs> and I've had to go back and rewatch them all recently. But but I'm I'm the, probably surely the oldest person here, and I was a very young. Maybe I was like twelve when the first one came out, and that that was like iconic, definitive. This was part of our youth back then. Yeah, and um, it's a you big know deal. The, the first three, which I don't know which numbers they are. Are fantastic. Four, five, and six. Four, five, and six. Yeah, just call them one, two, and three, whatever. Yeah. Prequels and the sequels. And then Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Out. How racist was that? All this like CGI cartoons. I would have rather had a dude in a in a costume. Like that's what they did in the original Star Wars. The dudes with costumes on playing music. And that Han was fun. shot first. Oh, and then they re-edited oh, the Star oh. Wars to make <laughs> Han not seem so villainous. Like Han's a dirty dude. Of course he shot first. He shot Greedo so that he didn't get shot. This is an example, actually. You know, I remember when they changed Star Wars so that Greedo fired at Han first. And it was a big deal. And I'm like, this is like, it's like proto-wokeism. When they started change, like when they started making content to fit their ideological narrative, mm-hmm. going back and editing it because they were like, Han shouldn't be a scoundrel. He should be a hero. Well, and they're we're hijacking they're hijacking stuff that is nostalgia. You said this you were twelve when this came out. It's a huge part of your childhood. They're hijacking things that they know people will want to watch to put their own messages in. Didn't wasn't there like a Netflix show that they went back and edited the first episode? Was it Stranger Things, I think? There's a bunch yeah. of them that have done that. That's crazy because you know, I, I remember when uh, when video games used to be released, the video game that came out was the video game you got. And when there were bugs, well, you know, too bad. And sometimes they go, it's not a bug, it's a feature. Like the idea of in video games, a combo in a fighting game, right? In Street Fighter, it was actually a bug that you could string together a bunch of moves, creating a no time gap between when you attack and your opponent's ability to defend. And they were like, eh, it's a feature. They couldn't do anything about it. Nowadays, when a, when a game is released, they patch it. Now they're patching TV shows. This is nightmare. Like, time is gone. Like, history, memory won't matter. Because you're going to go to your friend and be like, hey, did you just watch that new show called, you know, uh, about Ian, you know, Ian and Matt's adventure into, you know, the never-ending tale or whatever? And you're going to go like, oh, yeah, it was really awesome when Ian pulled out the lightsaber. Lightsaber? What are you talking about? No, he had, he had a Excalibur. What? No, he draws a lightsaber. Dude, I just watched it. Bro, I watched it when it came out. 
That's what they're doing. They're working on augmented reality where depending on who you are, you're going to see a different image on the screen. So like for kids, when they watch it, they'll see Coca-Cola. But when an adult watches it, they'll see beer, a Bud Light. I was just or, watching a video on this. It's crazy. Or when the adult's watching it, they'll see, you know, a big apple being like, make sure you eat healthy, kids. And then the kids are going to be watching it. And it's going to be a giant tiger throwing gummy snacks. And I'm being like, eat candy. It's it's delicious. <laughs> or something worse. The parents are going to think the kids are getting a good message, not realizing it. Hmm. That's disturbing because part of what bound us together, you might have mentioned this earlier, is is our shared, I don't know if you said this exactly, but our shared appreciation or shared understanding of what art was. Like, I don't know if you actually said this or if it was you, Tim, but like we would all sit around, it was Fox News, gave us the, this is what's up tonight. And everyone would see it. Everyone could agree that's what I saw. For better or worse, because we were led astray in many ways, and but now we're gonna even be like, that's what I saw. Well, that's what I saw. Did we even see the same show? I don't know, and I don't know how to verify it. Yeah. Man, how how crazy is it gonna be if you know we we no longer have TVs, we just have like viewing portals that are green screens, and you put on your AR goggles, Ugh. and then you're watching the news, and you get different news at the same time, like. I mean, we, we saw this with the Sondland testimony, the Gordon uh, Sondland testimony. Yeah. Um, there was a gym. I think it's a gym. Someone posted this photo. CBS and Fox next to each other. And on Fox, it says Sondland confirms no quid pro quo. And CBS says Sondland confirms yes, quid pro quo. It's like you literally have two different truths that are coming out. And it's like another good example has just happened. Taiwan shot down a Chinese drone. It's reported by you know a bunch of outlets that it was a Chinese drone. Why? Because it came from China. But then you get CNN saying unidentified drone and Reuters saying suspected Chinese drone. And now what happens is someone might go, did you hear that they shot down a Chinese drone? They'll go, no, it wasn't identified. What are you talking about? The news said it was literally, this is insane. I, I don't know how we function this way. Well, I'm going to white pill you guys again because I, yes. I really feel like <laughs> um, back in the day, like I'm the old guy again. I'm going to be old guy all night. But um, I'm old enough to remember when Walter Cronkite Woo. would tell me as a kid, that's the way it is. And you got 20 minutes of spoon-fed news and somebody curated that and all three networks said the same thing. And that was our only access to information. And now you have these infinite sources and all sorts of contradictions. These, these contradictions of fact prove to us that, that a lot of what we used to think of as objective news is at best opinion and perhaps just blatant false propaganda yep um, but we have we have the ability now to to sort of fact check the fact checkers and i think that that put maybe puts more responsibility on us to figure things out for ourselves and yes all sorts of people are going to fall for the bs but um i i feel more comfortable in this crazy decentralized world than i ever did when someone was dictating to me what to think hmm. it's all broken man i feel less like what we're, what comfort, we're seeing but more hope what we're seeing now with uh, with the media and the lies plays perfectly into the postmodernist goals. Sure. The fact that you have Fox and CBS saying the exact opposite things, it is it is perfect for them that we, who will try and fact check and then present to you the best to, to the best of our abilities the facts, it they like that we come out and say they're lying to you, and at the same time they point back and say they're lying to you, because it confuses people. Mm -hmm. And but, it's good for numbers. And, for and yet, yeah. um, that's sort of how life works, right? 
you think about you think about your everyday life and you're trying to figure out how to move forward in a radically uncertain world. It's a world we live in. We live in real time and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We have some sort of theory about what happened yesterday. And somehow we figure that stuff out. So I think I think it's important not just to take the snapshot of like that guy says this and this guy says the opposite and I don't know what to think. Um, there's a process by which we're going to figure this stuff out. And but again, like we have to like own that instead of just falling into the trap of believing one tribe and not the other. I want to pull this story from uh, the New York Post. White House big tech colluded to censor misinformation lawsuit. Good. Yeah, New York Post. You can just show the emails that came out showing that they literally did it. This is this is crazy. Who's stuff. filing the lawsuit? Uh, a bunch of people. I think it's Gateway Pundits involved. Uh, cool. The state of Missouri is involved. Go I ahead. think that's the that's the lawsuit that where this is coming from. This uh, I just had uh, Jen and Eunice on my show, and it hasn't even come out yet. But she, I'm I'm going to look up her her association because she is a co-plaintiff with two attorneys generals on this, cool. and this discovery is more like we knew this was happening because the White House was actually saying it from the podium and right. Bi Biden was saying Facebook is literally killing people. So this is not actually news, except they now have documentation that there was a ongoing coordination process where the government was dictating to tech companies what they were allowed to say and what they were they were demanded to take off. And it's now time to sue Facebook into oblivion. Mm. Anyone. So you need to look at the emails and look at the stories. Anytime Joe Biden has referenced COVID policies, I think anybody who tried sharing anything related to that should should join a class action lawsuit against Facebook and the U.S. government for collusion, violation of First Amendment rights, because the government was actively suppressing that information with the assistance of Facebook. And you are now you should now all have standing large class action. That would be fantastic. I'd maybe. be involved in that. I remember posting in 2020 about some COVID stuff, about some documents, and after that, totally blackballed, like blacklisted. Yeah, and they, there no 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 notice that it happened. I just started getting three likes per per post mm. after that, and now my I'm sure my page is in some kind of black. I mean, YouTube blacklist. took down like what half a million, probably more than that, videos that had to do with COVID stuff, and then changed their policy and didn't put the videos back up. Like yep. there is an obvious censorship element to this that they are not willing to answer for. Okay, so here's, I just want to um, fill in the blank there. The, uh, Jen and Eunice, who's with the New Civil, Civil Liberties Alliance, and they um, are representing uh, uh, Jay Bhattacharya, the, 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 one of the signers of the Great Barrington Declaration, Martin Koldorf, a couple other guys, and they have joined the Louisiana, Missouri Attorneys General on this. And I, I think it goes to the Supreme Court. Louisiana? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought it was Missouri. Is it, is it Missouri? Uh, two. Missouri and Louisiana. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And uh, this is going to be big. I, I think it's a big deal. Um, and and you know, God help us, we need to save the First Amendment. I still think that matters. I agree. Is that is that crazy? Am I? I don't know. No, <laughs> we need to evolve the First Amendment because we're creating a global government right now. And I think free software code is the future of free speech. If you can see what the code is doing, then that's like your sense of personal freedom in the environment. If you well, go to the metaverse and you can't see what the code is doing around you, it could be telling you lies and you wouldn't know it. Well, so could a human. It's okay for humans to lie. But for a software code, for an environment to lie to you, I think is when it's gone too far. What does that mean? Like if there's blatant lie propaganda, like if there's signs around you that are but telling some, you something happened when that. it yeah. didn't. Yeah, the, that's the metaverse I'm talking about. When you're in VR, when you're in But like that's an image posted by a person. 
What's the difference? Is what I guess what between what and what? Like an if, image posted by a person and a person saying the words. If someone creates an environment that they post false advertising or they post, you know, false statement in political ads. It's created by a person, um, even if it is a sign that's physically appearing yeah, or like if virtually I, appearing. If I saw a sign that said, like, turn right to the next Burger King, but to you the sign said turn left to the next Burger King, and but neither of us know that we're getting fed different information, that's mm-hmm. like a violation of my First Amendment. That's a violation of my of a human right, in my opinion. People need to know if they're being led towards that, something. Yeah. But you said it's well, okay if people, if well, that, humans well, lie. Like, well, why well, is that? Technically, so, you could lie to me. If yeah, you have an algorithm wrong. that's decided you should go to Wendy's and you should go to Burger King and it's automatically doing it, mm-hmm. yeah, we should know that machines are doing that to us. When people don't realize, you know, Facebook experimented on people. Do you guys know this? Yeah. They, 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 they made people depressed on purpose to see what would happen. That's psychotic. We should have a, we should have a right guarantee that they can't do that. There should be, I mean, I think we should abolish algorithmic feeds it should be chronological and your followers. So if you follow something, you get shown it. It shouldn't be like we've decided what's right for you. Because Facebook actually started showing people content that would depress them to see if it would work. And it did. Sure did. They started then producing depressing content. It's creepy stuff. It's like 2014, I think they were doing that. <laughs> what are they doing now? Oh, yeah, exactly. Mark Zuckerberg, is a, he's a psycho. He's I think he's in a big time into psychology. That's a big part of what this is for him as a psychology experiment. I mean, he said that pretty openly that he loves experimenting on the human psychology. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Mark, but you've alluded to that fact. I think he was in college for psychology at the time that he was building Facebook. Um, yeah, I agree, man. I, you know, we got It's a new world and we got to take it by the horns. If we don't, it's going to gore us. Do, do you guys um, think that technology this kind of social media technology that is doing all this stuff, is this generally been a good thing or is this what's creating all of this chaos? It's the chaos. It's neutral, but people are using it to create massive chaos. I think under the guise of American law, like property, IP law, you can't just own a world, you know? Technology is neutral, but it's basically like, you know, crystal meth. (sighs) If If you start mass producing it and giving it out to people, and it's like, imagine if companies came out, came out, they started giving out free crystal meth to everybody. In order to have a job, you had to have it. It's like, you're going to come and work, but you're on meth, right? And, you know, that would be insane. We, we can see the problem with that drug addiction. But what social media is, is exactly that. So when you have a group of people that don't really have the cognitive faculties to lead, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to everybody, but some people are really dumb and some people you, you can be disrespectful to if they, if, you know, if they know they're manipulating. But you have people who are just blindly marching in lockstep with, with, with this uh, gutter garbage al- algorithmically fed nonsense. You have to have it. They're creating a world of chaos and nonsense. And that's what the modern left is. I don't view it as a political movement, sort of. You know, I've talked about this. It's a, uh, it's, it's a chaotic, destructive force. It's like a fire. That's all it is. It's like fire. You have the left and the right, the traditional left and right in this country. And that's why, as I mentioned the other day, if I sat down with Ben Shapiro, we're going to disagree on your traditional left and right disagreements. And then we're going to shake hands and be like, ah, America's great. But then you have this left, this quote unquote left, which is just a fire that burns. There's no reasoning with it. You could go up to it and you can say, here's a video of Joe Biden admitting to a quid pro quo, and they'll smack it out of your hand and be like, fascist, 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 and just start screaming because it's fire. There's no rhyme or reason. A leaderless mob blindly marching in lockstep on social media. And that's what you end up with. But it, this is nothing new. And the entirety of human history has uh, um, crazy mobs. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Doing the most inhumane things. Uh, mass murder stuff. But it's, but it's amplified. It's And it's addictive. Like... We, we, we've always had crazy people, but we haven't always had systems that incentivize you to post inflammatory things. Instagram, right? Young girls are getting depressed because they're not getting enough Instagram likes. Now they're doing photoshops and filters on their, on their apps. Now women are getting plastic surgery to look like the filters. Like mm. this is derangement. There's a family that's suing Instagram because their daughter started using it uh, at a young age, like 13 or something, and developed really serious anorexia and anxiety. And, and they believe that it's directly correlated to her addiction to social media. Well, these CEOs don't give their kids phones. Mm. Mm-hmm. Everybody else does. And it's like the dude selling the drugs knows not to let their kids have it, but the families are told to do it. It's the right thing. Yeah, it's so, like an addictive printing press fire drug. We can we can go back to Web 2.0, get rid of all these weird algorithmic manipulations, and just go back to reverse chronological. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. If you follow them, you follow them. Otherwise, the posts just come in in reverse chronological order. I hear the web is headed towards 3.0, and it's freaking out humanists. Well, we're, we're in 3.0. It, 3.0 is like the perma web, where everything is on our weave or some other permanent state where it's always there. And that's we're, like, we're, we're, you're talking about 4.0. Geez, I don't even know what to call so this I'll stuff anymore. It, I'll explain it. Web 1.0 was like CompuServe and AOL chat rooms, really basic stuff, garbage websites. Web 2.0 was when we got social media websites, accounts were, were, were popping up, eBay and things like that. You could then do transactions online through websites. And then Web 3.0 was the app network. Now, now you're online through an app that you can't navigate away from except the app itself. And then the app can shut you off. Things like that. That's why they're afraid of Web3. So when it first started, you had crazy websites and IPs. and You'd see like, you know, a GIF of Macho Man doing the peanut butter jelly dance or whatever and hamster dance and things like that. Then we got Web 2.0, which was like YouTube and MySpace, but they're still desktop websites. Now you have Web 3.0 where you don't actually type it in anymore. You have just apps and you press it and you're logged in automatically and you interact with them and they're heavily regulated. The internet used to be fun. It was the Mm. Wild West. Web 3.0 is awful. It's it's robotic. It's 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 mundane, Blech. and then Web 4.0 is I don't know what they're ex- ex- like expecting that to be like. I don't know. It's it's the Matrix. It's we're gonna yeah. go straight Metaverse. to the yeah Neuralink. Um, okay, what about what about blockchain as the alternative to this? And and there's some experiments. Well, what is well, what does that mean? It means that we could go back to the fun internet, mm. and we could go back to the unregulated. And, you can just make it. Yeah. There's just there's no appetite for it. People aren't doing it. Nothing. There's nothing stopping you from making, you know, bringing back an AOL server with Messenger and chat rooms. People don't do it. Well, if we look at what the FBI has been doing, there are things that can try and stop that from happening. Unfortunately, like they stopped Facebook from letting things happen on their website. So before there wasn't a lot of government overreach that we knew about in late 90s, 96, 97, when people were typing on AOL chat rooms, logs weren't being stored. I don't know if they still have those AOL chat logs from 30, 20 years ago, if they want them. But the uh, the technocratic state's been in high alert for the last 20 years and really building up a, a way to spy, you know, the PRISM network where they're allowed, oh, yeah. I think legally even now, to X spy. key score. Yeah, it's not right. 
Well, we publish all of our stuff on Odyssey um, in the anticipation of YouTube finally deciding that that our stuff isn't allowed anymore. And we're not we're not going to be first. We're not Alex Jones. We we tell beautiful stories, and and I don't expect to be the first to get banned from anything. But uh, what what they want to do is they want to turn the internet back into TV. They want to. Exa- yeah, it, that's what, exactly what they want to do. What the what the big tech guys and the government have been trying to do is. When there was Web 1.0, subcultures started flourishing. With Web 2.0, they started solidifying and building economics around themselves. Then they realized, hey, wait a minute. These people actually got Trump elected. They were memeing him into, into power by making jokes and people were sharing them. It was meme magic. And they said, we have to stop that. So now the goal is approved narratives only on all of these big platforms. And that's it. They started banning conspiracies and all the fun content. Man, it was it was a it was a good day, you know, back in what like 2010. I'm super concerned when you could watch flat Earth videos and they'd be on the front page of YouTube and you'd be like, ah, oh, that's so dumb and silly. And now it's like, you go to the front page and you got Mr. Beast and you got CNN. But this this is the whack a mole that I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Is like every time people get new tools to be more liberated and think for themselves, they come in with a new scheme, more aggressive more authoritarian every time they do it to try to shut it down and then something else emerges. And I, I think that there is a technological solution because um, I, I don't want to live in the matrix and I don't think most people do. What concerns me about the whack-a-mole thing, because you're right, when people are whacked down, they tend, the, the consciousness will rise up somewhere else and it'll keep happening and they keep trying to stop it. But if you don't know you're being whacked, if you think everything's going out normal, but it's being tweaked somewhere between you and the listener because of out secret algorithms, then there might not be an uprising because you don't even know you're being manipulated. That's what I'm concerned with and I want to avoid. Well, you can see trends like um, young people make fun of people that are on Facebook now. That's what mm. grandpa does. Um, and they've migrated and they're, they're curating their own content. They're watching shows like this. They're, they're binge watching things on Netflix and, and none they're of all the, on YouTube. None of these, none of these platforms are completely free, but they're more free than the sort of manipulation on Facebook. I remember when we started Free the People, we thought that young people had short attention spans. But it turns out that Facebook manipulates you into not paying attention for very long. Yeah. So what happened? Uh, people that didn't like that, they migrated to YouTube and, and other places. Um, I think that, I mean, I, I believe in the, the wisdom of crowds. Um, I believe that people figured this stuff out and I think that the, the revolution is going to be those people choosing for themselves. I think the strange thing about the internet is that it was so disruptive and by uh, regulating the internet, you can really regulate basically every part of human life. I've never had a job that didn't in some way involve the internet, which is sort of crazy. There are generations that that was not true for. Even people who worked in Congress, who wrote bills, like they, you know, before the rise of the internet, there were other ways of operating. And now I can't imagine life without it. Not just that. I mean, even if you work at a fast food restaurant these days, you have apps to order food. So you're getting the internet coming. And to schedule what shift you're working. I mean, like everything is done through the internet. So if you mean that, like, if you have to comply by the internet, aka the government's rules, then every part of your life has to comply. Yep. So we had uh, Robert Davi on the other night. He was telling us a really interesting story in the after show about, uh, I think he tells in the main show, like maybe it was the after show, how he he ended up getting into... uh, no, I think it was the after show, how he got into acting. And he said that you'd have to call a number on a payphone that would have your messages stored for you. So it's like he wakes in the morning, he runs down to a payphone, he puts the coins in and then he dials the number and he's like, he gives his information and then it reads him his messages and he finds out he gets, he gets the part. 
Like that was crazy days. I remember when I was a kid, you know, I'm 36. You go to your friend's house, knock on the door. He's not here. Do you know where he went? I don't. Guess I'm not going to see him today. Yeah. That was life, man. Internet before internet banking. I know you remember. Do you got? Did you ever have the bro before debit account? cards? Yeah, before debit cards, you got a check. You'd go to the to Drug Mart and you'd you'd be like, "Here's a check for seventeen dollars." It would take three days to clear. Then you'd have to go to the bank and you like talk people to the with, cashier, float checks. write her a check, and then she would give you cash. Then internet banking appeared, and it's so convenient. I can send. I can click a couple buttons, and you get the money. It's amazing. How could I ever want to turn back from that? Except that now they have the power to click a button and turn it all off. Yep. Maybe they kind of did before, or but say not you nearly as much. Or say you can't send money to certain people, or you can't use this service because we don't believe in your ideology. Have, have y'all watched Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. What no, was that? No. What was that guy's name? The 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 con man. What was his? You don't remember the, his name? The real name? Yeah. Not, not Leo. Well, well, no, Leo was the actor, but he had his character was his name. I'm sure people in the chat will give us his name. But you look at how easy it was to con people back then. Like he made fake checks. Like it actually wasn't that difficult for him to do. Yeah. He just lied and they would do it. Reminds me of uh, that movie with Ricky Gervais, The Invention of Lying. You've ever mm -hmm. seen that one? Yeah. Where he goes into the bank and he's like, he needs money. And then all of a sudden, like nobody can lie in this world. And then all of a sudden his brain just snaps and he goes, I have $800. And she goes, it doesn't say that. We must've made a mistake. Here you go. And then she gives him the money. That's what it felt like watching Catch Me If You Can. Oh, the character is Frank Abagnale Jr.? Yes, Frank Abagnale Jr. Mm. Yeah, and he was like, he took uh, in the movie what they show is it's probably apocryphal. It's probably a movie, but he bought little toys with the Pan Am logo, and then he like soaked them, and then peeled the sticker off, and put it on the check to make it look official. Mm -hmm. Man, these days everything's you know so much more secure. But but I will say I think it's funny that we're all old people talking about you know when I was a kid we had phones on the wall, <laughs> and uh, but the reality is the real purpose of this is. In, in in walking away from landlines, in, the more we move into this digital space, the less control we have. Mm -hmm. To the point where this is the craziest thing, you don't even own your shows anymore. You don't own, it's, it's like you will own nothing and you will be happy. I hope everybody listening realizes that the, the, the agenda of the World Economic Forum has been underway for a very, very long time. It's not new. How many songs do you own? You don't. You don't even own your phone. The software on it is, lic is licensed to you. And at any moment, Apple or, or Google can brick your phone. They can shut it off like that if they want to. I remember 10 years ago, Apple filed a patent to create geofencing. Hmm. That if your phone went into a certain area that they deemed to be fenced off, your camera would not turn on. That's the world we're getting. Or you can buy a camera and walk around with it. They can't control it. A Polaroid or something like that. I saw a funny tweet where some guy said, you know, the future is inconvenient. I was flying on a plane, my, flying on a plane, and my book ran out of batteries. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, that's that's the future. You know, for convenience, and we one, end up losing control. One of the most jarring things is when I used to have all these CDs. I have like 500, 400 CDs or something. I'd move around from place to place every year and carry this big giant Tupperware tub of CDs, and then all of a sudden it was digitized, and people didn't own their their music anymore. And I'm like, I, I still haven't done it. I won't do it. I still have my CDs. They're at my parents' house right now. Um, I have them all backed up on multiple hard drives because that's music I bought, music I own, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I was never told that I didn't own the CD and everything on it when I bought it, so I own that. Here's the best part. There's a, this happened to a lot of people. They got banned from Facebook. Uh, so what? People get banned from Facebook, right? The only problem is they were using Facebook login. Now, all of a sudden, they can't log into any of the other apps they had synced with, and some of them are financial. 
Yep. Now that's crazy. Well, I've known people who, you know, use Facebook personally and upload pictures of, you know, whatever, their kids, their their life's going on. And when Facebook de- blocks them and deletes their account, they lose all of that. So pick people, I've known people to lose pic- videos of like their kids first step because they put it on Facebook so grandma in a different state could see it and it's gone and Facebook won't give it to you. Uh, when we're on Pop Culture Crisis, we talk about how important it is to go to flea markets and tag sales and collect VHSs because you won't be able to edit out the content and then you'll always have it. Unfortunately, VHSs are not like super stable. I think CDs probably hold up against weather and heat and stuff like that a little bit better. But there is, I think, uh, an interesting crossroads where people are going to have to say, like, if it's really important to me, I should actually get a physical copy that cannot be virtually deleted. Trump should have banned TikTok. Mm-hmm. Should have absolutely banned That's TikTok. How, I agree, kind of agree with you. I don't know if banning is the way. Yep. But how would that have worked out if he had? That it, uh, I think he t- it was temporarily like restricted, wasn't it? It was, I think, under some yeah. conditions. I mean, there are a lot of reports coming out right now, and I don't want to be too alarmist about it, but of in different states, they're getting back their uh, like learning standards from last year. They evaluated kids, and so many kids are behind uh, yeah, intentional lockdowns. And I think but, a lot of that is because lockdowns were bad, but also we didn't intervene on the parts of the internet that we should have. And I don't actually like intervention, so it's hard for me to say that. But I, the, the TikTok thing is that. China is controlling what our kids are seeing mm-hmm. and they're banning shows like us. We got banned for no reason. They just nuked mm-hmm. us off the platform. And it's obvious. They want kids to see their moral ideology so they'll grow up and they'll not agree with this. That's their plan. They want your kids. So conservatives have to win on the education front and on that front. And uh, Trump banning it would have been a seriously bad day for the woke cultists. And from what I've understood and read about the algorithm for TikTok, they actually change the algorithm based on what, what country they're in. So kids in China are not served the same content that TikTok users who are under the age of 18 in America are. You know, you might get more engineering content served to you if you're a teenager in China than you would in America. Right. And that is In America, it's woke garbage. In yeah. China, they don't, they don't allow it. Mm. So... So, uh, you know, someone chatted that kids aren't watching uh, YouTube, they're watching TikTok. Actually, there were several studies and some polls done and found that YouTube is the most popular video platform for for all ages. Mm -hmm. But TikTok is very, very prominent among kids. So if they're at school, they're probably on, you know. And there's an ecosystem, right? So if you have a creator who's popular on TikTok, they probably also have a YouTube channel and an Instagram and you're floating between sort of. But they're not going on YouTube until they get home. Mm -hmm. They're on TikTok when they're on their phone. Mm -hmm. But TikTok is creepy. Chinese controlled data being sent to them. There's a new style of entertainment on TikTok where it's like, they'll say a thing and then there's a cut and then they'll say another thing and then there's a cut and then they'll say a third thing and then there's a cut. And it's like those disjointed three second statements edited all together as if it's to be one sentence as opposed to like just a 10 or a 30 second convert statement. Oh, bro, here's the the best thing. So uh, some YouTubers figured out that typos result in higher engagement. Because when you have a typo in your title, people click it and then correct you. So they started intentionally putting typos in the headlines. Children then started spelling the words wrong because on YouTube they were spelled wrong and that's what they were exposed to. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? 
That's wild. It's anything works. to drive viewers and to keep them there, right? Like that's why TikTok's uh, like shows you video and you immediately scroll. In some ways, that's why YouTube adopted shorts, I think, because they want you to be able to move quickly through a lot of content. Let's let's talk about the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about the story before. Yeah. We have it here. A couple days ago. Uh, would you take out a loan to buy this week's groceries? Gosh, Americans are increasingly turning to buy now, pay later services for food and other everyday essentials. And there are signs that the practice is putting some in deep debt. Hmm. So... Um, I just want to say, if you don't have emergency food supplies, I think you're probably in a bad spot. And um, I know not everybody can buy them because, you know, we, we normally shout at safeandreadymeals.com. And it's like two or three hundred bucks for a, for a month supply now. It used to be like a hundred and something. It's, inflation's through the roof. We ordered, uh, we ordered some food. We had some takeout. Got delivered. And it was like three people eating and it was like almost a hundred bucks. It's like a local diner. And we were just like, what did we get? Like how did, bite inflation. People, people really just are frogs in a pot boiling as all this stuff happens. I just want to stress, when MSNBC says we're in a civil war, the president comes out and says half the country are extreme threats and people are taking out loans to buy food, please pay attention to what's going on because this is extreme Extreme. And I, I'm, I'm going to say this too. I've actually been looking at uh, properties in other countries already. No problem saying that. Notably, I will say El Salvador sounds really awesome with the Bitcoin stuff they're doing. So I've been looking at El Salvador for a while. But um, I want to stay in the United States and make sure we can do what we can to preserve our culture and preserve this country. In the event that, um, let's just say, a catastrophic defeat, defeat to the point of executions or something. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to get away from this place. But I also want to point out, as I've mentioned before, there are points throughout history where we've seen people flee countries before it got to the point where there are mass executions. And there are many countries where this has happened, where there people have been genocided in various ways. So seeing all of this, I'm not saying that anytime soon anything like that's going to happen. I'm saying that... Uh, I'm going to buy a van and go live down by the river and get ready to bug out because it's getting insane. People taking out loans to buy groceries. Yo, you have to realize that means something really bad is about to break. Uh, right? I took out loans in 2003 to buy groceries after college for a couple of years. That was a rough, rough point in my life. But I was making 12 bucks an hour. It was right after 9-11. Tough to get a job. 12 bucks an hour was yeah, good but, enough but for look, me. But I still had to take out a couple and, hundred and, bucks a, a month for groceries. And food benefits card. exist. But this is, uh, um, Americans are increasingly turning into to, to taking out loans to buy groceries. Did you guys see the Chengdu riots? I don't know if you call them riots, but the lockdown, they're locking down 20, oh, yeah. 20 million people in and Chengdu, And people China. are just storming in and grabbing whatever they it's can chaos. to eat. There's videos of it. People are wow. like grabbing groceries and pouring Jeez, giant amounts dude. of rice. This is a, this is a big uh, um, issue in China with, with these lockdowns. And, and when you run out of food in China, particularly if, if you're of a certain age, you remember Mao's um, great experiment in socialism, the great leap forward when, when millions of people starve to death. So not having food in China is the ultimate insult, the ultimate moment when you freak out and say, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I might die in the process of, of disobeying my government, but I have to have food because they remember what it was like to slowly starve to death. Mm. Um, but, but on the inflation thing, like this, this is unfortunately um, a very predictable result of spending six, seven, eight trillion. I can't keep track anymore how much money we spent that we didn't have. Well, not just that. The money supply was expanded by what, 16 trillion? Yeah, it's all financed. Uh, it, they 
they basically printed the money and they have very more exotic ways than actually running a printing press, but this is all fake money. And it's the ultimate transfer from working people, people that have money in their wallets, money in their savings accounts, people that have to buy groceries. Um, they pay while rich people, the, 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 the connected, the political insiders, and not just politicians, but but when you when you print all this money, there's injection points in the economy, and who are those? The banksters. Yep. Um, so that you have this huge wealth transfer from the poor to the rich, and this is part of Bidenomics, mm -hmm. and one of the reasons why he did that speech, out of desperation, is that people are taking out loans to buy their groceries. Can, can we just? We, well, I love pulling up the M1 money oh, stock yeah. here. Can I just show you guys? Uh, something isn't right. Because, huh. uh, bam, that's when a the twelve savings. trillion dollar increase because savings were converted to checking accounts, basically. Right. But look what that they did that to mask what was coming right after that influx of savings is that gigantic angle of that's right here increase. Yeah. Yes, that went from yeah. like, I mean, that's like a like a what a three a three times it probably went from like a twenty percent growth. Bro, that's gain like five times to like a seventy eight percent gain. It's like five. Yeah, yeah. The money supply increased by five hundred percent. This is what uh, Thomas Massey called the cheese in the trap mm. when they started giving out those those relatively modest checks. Like every time we passed another trillion dollar bill, just a small fraction of it actually went to people. Um, but we're now paying for that. And all of those people that got those checks are getting utterly screwed by that spike right there. Have you guys been paying attention to like food costs and stuff like that? Oh, it's insane. No. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been getting crazier and crazier. I remember it was a year ago and I was like, I went to the grocery store and it was $600 and I was shocked. And it's like, oh, now it's $800. Yeah. Pork is through the roof. Gotta get that bacon. Man, it's getting more and more expensive. But we have our own chickens. So, you know, they, they, they bop about, do their chicken business and then lay eggs and we eat them. So I don't got to worry about the cost of eggs. That's great. I think the problem with leaving the U.S. is that as the people who fled Cuba, I think during Trump's tenure, got up on, on stage and were able to say, there's nowhere else to go. Right. And El Salvador sounds great. And Portugal sounds good to me. I've been looking at Portugal. It turns out that a lot of Californians have been moving there, so there's no hope there. This is really Oof. the last place to go. I don't know. Falls. Brazil's are, but you know, um, the issue is that if the U.S. if the if the U.S. does falter, that's the reserve currency. It's going to be a wild ride. So you got to wonder what happens. Like what? What actually? Uh, you know, Matt. What are your thoughts? What happens? Let's say. Let's say the U.S. just erupts. Biden comes out tomorrow, and he's like. I think it's time to, to, to put an end to this manga. And he starts arresting every Trump supporter and the Gestapo's kicking doors in. And then all of a sudden the economy collapses. The U.S. dollar is kicked up out of the countries. What happens? Well, like you're thinking about uh, escaping to Latin America. The most stable economies in Latin America are, are dollarized. So they've, they've linked their currency. Bitcoin to, in yes. El Salvador. Bitcoin. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go back to blockchain as, as, <laughs> as the only solution to all of our problems because... Because I really think it is, and there's a reason why um, they're going after Odyssey, they're going after Bitcoin, they're going after blockchain. Um, they hate this stuff because of the very definition it's not controlled. Um, the, al the alternative to this economic collapse is going to be this technology that, that makes us independent of government. Um, it's easier said than done. But what, what happens if the dollar is no longer the reserve currency? Like I said, tomorrow, they're just like, dollar's done. Uh, people that hold dollars are are screwed. So these Central and South American countries that are dollarized are all just belly up? Yeah, well, they, they, they eventually will do what they did in Venezuela, 
where the currency is completely worthless and you know every every couple of weeks they pass a massive increase in the minimum wage but it doesn't mean anything because their their money's not worth anything um, uh, hyperinflation is the logical result of of this kind of stuff the, the reason it hasn't happened in the united states is that we are tremendously wealthy and and we have we have things that no latin american country has in terms of of physical assets and wealth and and the resilience of our infrastructure. I'm actually surprised that that we haven't gotten that point already. And you realize that for all of the the darkness and the things that the government has tried to do to stop the economy, um, there's a lot of entrepreneurship in our country. There's a lot of innovation. There's a lot of people that work their butts off to make sure that there still is food on the on the grocery store shelves. I thought it would be worse, but um, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to get really bad in the next few months, but it's supposed to get really bad a year after a year a year from now or so. Yeah. So well, they're saying the fall harvest is going to be brutal, but then next year is where it really gets scary. Yeah, there's there's a there's a cascading effect on all this stuff because you you have you have the green agenda, you have um, energy shortages, you have um, all of the farmers and truckers and the whole distribution chain. Think about the millions of people between you and your next meal that you don't know, you don't know anything about these guys. Um, they have all been affected by what we've done over the last two years. And, and the question is, did we break the supply chain or is it resilient? And, and I've been impressed by the resiliency of it, but um, one piece in that in, infinitely complex puzzle shuts things down. And, and maybe it's energy, the most obvious thing, but it, it could be anything and we don't even understand what it is. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That sounded sad, didn't it? <laughs> I thought you were white pilling us. Say. I thought yeah, that was, you were like the optimistic. <laughs> I'm going to white pill you guys. Well, yeah. I, I was though because like. I was uh, 20 you, minutes ago. You, you, can go, you can go read the stuff that I was writing in 2020 about the supply chain and, and predicting like um, these stupid idiots don't understand how beautiful and complex this thing is and if you decide that that guy can't go to work but that guy has to go to work well that guy that has to go to work is dependent on the other guys that aren't allowed to go to work mm -hmm. um, i expected this stuff to hit in 2020 2021 um, there's obviously a an impact now i think that people could easily fix these problems if the government stopped helping I don't. Th I think the government is helping their ideology. I think the the climate change zealots are like, it's time to push people down. I think. Look, you only need to listen to the words they say. Bill Gates thinks there's too many people. What do you do when there's too many deer in an area? Hmm. You call the deer. You call, hey. call the herd. Yeah. So why should I assume that when these powerful global mm -hmm. elites are coming out saying we're overpopulated, the planet's gonna gonna implode in you know in a, in, in five ten years, and there needs to be less people? You, th you, it's, it's, it's at that at that point, it's more conspiratorial, in my opinion, to assume they don't want people to die. Mm. Yeah. I'm not saying Bill Gates is going around trying to kill people or anything like that. I'm saying they probably wish it was happening at the very least.
Yeah, well, um, if you're going to replace my steak with bugs, um, they might succeed. Did you hear the story about the uh, thermostats where people couldn't change the thermostats or they locked out? Colorado. And they were like, you opted into this program. It's your fault. Because what will happen is you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get uh, your your gas turned on or your heating turned on, and they're gonna say, do you wanna do you wanna sign up for our energy saver program? It'll save you hundred bucks a year, and they'll go, what do I gotta do? Nothing. We just click check the box, and then you hundred bucks off, and they go, cool, sure. They don't read it. They have no idea. Sure. Then it's ninety degrees outside, and they're like, why can't I change the temperature? And they're like, you agreed to this, Dave. That's what you wanted. <laughs> Very much. It's like, so. no, I didn't. No one told me. So that's the future, man. You're gonna live in a pod. You're gonna eat the bugs. That's the gag. You know, I, I, I was talking about, I did this bit on Twitter where I said, it's it's 99 degrees in your house, so you go to your thermostat, but you find, you find you're locked out and it says, you know, emergency, energy emergency governor's orders. So you decide to go take a drive and, and open the windows. You go to your electric car and it says minimal charge, driving not available, governor's orders. And you think, ah. So you figure, I'm, I'm going to go walk down to the park. And as you're walking down, there's a guy standing at a checkpoint and he says, sir, you need your QR card if you're going to come through this checkpoint. And you're like, but my phone's dead because I couldn't charge my phone. Sir, you don't have a QR card. You can't come through. And then you're like, look, man, I just want to go to the park. And then he pulls out a cattle prod. And that's where the electricity went. I feel like that's China today. Right. It is. I know. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, that's where we'll be soon. Just like China. And then so then after you get tased, you get up, you walk back to your house sit next to your pod home, reach in and grab a bag of crickets to munch on and wait for the temperature to drop. What do you think is the resistant like, way around that? I don't know. Farm? I, chickens. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't chickens th- eat crickets. Chickens, you eat chickens. There you know you what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's all about chickens. That's, that's true. Like, Everything goes back yeah. to chickens. Well, goats. <laughs> you know, goats are pretty cool. Go- yeah. Goats are good people. They're good you to know. too, yeah. Cows are all right. Mm-hmm. Cows are chill. And, you know, and, and cows, it's only a couple of years, so you can eat the whole thing. You know what I mean? So you just got to yeah. keep making more of them. They eat grass. There's a lot of grass. Grass everywhere, you know? If In fact, you- we got so much grass, we got to pay a guy to take it from us. Mm-hmm. We have, we, like, when you have big acreage, the farmers come and just take it all for you. They bail it all up and they're like, it's a couple hundred bucks for us. We need it. Cows eat it. And they take it. And, you know, how about we just get some goats? Then the goats eat the grass and the goats give us more goats and we eat the goats. There you go. Or the chickens. Yeah. Goats also give you milk, which I remember milking when I was growing up. I wanted to say they've been pushing this energy plan in Maryland for a while now, for over a year. And I think that people are going for it because it's going to save them money. And times are so hard. They're literally taking out loans so they can get groceries. It makes perfect sense to me. You guys ever see that bit? I can't remember who did it, where he's like a get rich quick scheme and he's like you put seeds in the dirt put some water on it oh. the food just grows right out of the ground you can sell it you sell it to people to give you money for it. it just comes right out of the ground it's like people really don't like people in cities really don't understand these concepts yeah i mean some people might be thinking oh come on of course people understand farming no dude kyle kalinsky was on a plane and he took a picture out the window at a bunch of farms and said i wonder why it looks like that and people were like bro dude Come on. What is that circle? Is that an alien thing? Yeah. Whereas he's having like uh, this really insightful, like, did you guys ever notice this? So weird. I think looking at farms, dude. That's where the, our food comes oh from. The article that we were looking at before referenced um, buy now, pay later services. And I'm thinking of like after pay. And I think that comes into, you know, you can pay $40 for the shirt or you can make four payments of $10 for the shirt. And I think some of that comes into our, we don't like to deal with the consequences of our actions mentality that a lot of culture have. You know, there's instant gratification and there's uh, 
delayed repercussion with that kind of strategy. And I think it makes people divorced from the reality of the impact they're having on their own personal finances. Obviously, inflation is a huge deal, but I think we're also trying to find ways to not feel it. And it's creating larger problems down the line. I think it's time to move out to the middle of nowhere. You know, before we moved out to here, West Virginia, we were looking at Montana, but Montana is actually really expensive, Mm -hmm. like comparably expensive to being. So it's like eh. you got to find the happy medium where you're close to a city, but far enough away to where it's actually cheaper. But you still have an airport. Looked at Wyoming. I'd rather be up in a big mountain somewhere with a satellite dish, but it just it's impossible to run a business and fly guests in and things like that. Plus, there's no fuel and food. It's really it's a, it's a lot harder to come by. But uh, surprisingly, the property there is comparably expensive. You know. So we're all moving off the grid. I mean, not yes. you. Aren't you we on got, Capitol Hill? I mean, the new the Free Domestan we're setting up is is going to be off the grid. Yeah. It, it's I mean, it's on the grid because we don't we're not just, we're not trying to separate ourselves from the grid for some political point. But we have the capabilities of operating independently with solar, with, with weld water, solar systems, and you know electric cars, electric bikes. We can charge them up with solar power and massive batteries. We're good to go. Yeah. Got to be independent. And then uh, we, what we have over there, we have like 18 roosters, I think, now. Got to start eating them. Yeah, Chris doesn't want to eat them, though. He's, he's, he'd rather let them live and just be free. And I'm like, but then the fox eats them, dude. That's not fair. I want to eat them, you know? But uh, he doesn't want to eat them. So. Your Chicago upbringing, you guys aren't ready. I'm ready. These chickens, some of them are are dicks. You know, like we, you know, we got some some chickens that are just mean and nasty. They're food, as far as I'm concerned. The ones that are really nice, we'll let them keep laying their rags and have babies and you know live a good, healthy life. But you know, you can't you can't wait too long till you eat them because then they get nasty. And the and the roosters are hard to eat anyway. They're rubbery. But you just got to put them in a pressure cooker and cook them overnight, make rooster stew or something like that. Do you have recipes? No, no, I don't. You know, would I've, we make a chicken cookbook, though? I feel like that would be a Tim Cast product. I think like, it's funny that the chickens that we have in Chicken City are in, are in like a Truman show. Mm-hmm. And they have no idea that we eat them. And we're eating their eggs. And they just, they're just oblivious. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder about our life and everything that's going on in the world. Because we're being treated. They're treating us like chickens. You know, they're, they're lying to us. They, they let our look. I let the chickens do their thing. You know, they 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 wake up, and they run around, and they eat bugs and 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 eat food, and it's just there. And a they, beautiful home. I they mean, don't really realize nice. that we are in control of their existence, and that's what I feel like these these global elites and the World Economic Forum types are doing to us right now, just lying to us to control us. And they're like, we don't care if they do a podcast. I don't, I don't care if the chickens scream. You know what I mean? Well, it's like they don't care if we do this. You've all know Harari calls some people uh, useless eaters. He's claimed there's like a class of people that are considered useless, the useless class. I don't think that he would consider you in the useless class because you're actually contributing, you know, emotional support for society and things. But a lot of people that just get home from their nine to five, drink Bud Light and watch sports. It's like the use he considers them relatively useless, which is, yeah, you know, I don't personally. They can do a lot, but, you know, if they're not doing a lot. That what, what, potential is not kinetic. Well, wouldn't the idea be that like someone who just like consumes the products and does their job, actually they're very useful because that's how you make your money. That's who you're showing advertising no. to. No, because a lot of these jobs are useless and don't provide towards mm-hmm. any goal, right? So the view that these people have is you are useless. Your job is useless. And if you weren't around, it'd be better for everybody. And that's that's a scary prospect. People they want to put power. him in the metaverse on, on pharmaceutical psychedelics. That's I think you've all know her. He's with the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. He thinks that that's the future of the useless classes. They'll be put on like pharma or sterilized pharma psychs and in their verse experiencing what they want to experience. Or I mean, sterilized. I'm or sure, both. But they'll be happy about they're it. We're all. They'll be completely. You look. Yeah. When, yeah when, it's about keeping them docile. When Neuralink becomes public, these woke cultists are going to be lining up, screaming and begging for it. That's it. They're That's gonna crazy. Be, you know, but yeah, 
And we'll see, though, if we get to that point where we actually do get, you know, computer brain interface working because there are some difficulties with it. Technology may not be around the corner. Elon Musk is trying. He's got monkeys doing weird monkey stuff. Would you sign up for it? Would you get Neuralink? Me, no. But um, there is an interesting point about right now, the the issue with Neuralink is it's like, what is it? Read only, right? Yeah. Right is where you get interest. It gets interesting. So I'll, I'll put it this way. If you could get a port attached to your, you know, you know, brain stem or whatever, and it would probably be a mag- magnet wireless transmission. I doubt it would be like a plug that clicks in, but uh, you, you, you put it on the back of your neck and it writes to your brain. And then all of a sudden you're in Lord of the Rings. You're in Die Hard. You're John McClane. Yippee-ki-yay. Everyone would want it. It would be, the, it would be a dr- literal dream come true. People would be like, you, get to, you mean I get to be the carrot? And then they go into a world where they're a carrot and they're just like running around yelling. Like some people want weird weird stuff, well, man. They'll be trying to explain something to someone and the person like, I don't get it. And they're like, let me show you. And then you see what like they're Avatar. thinking. And then it's going to be like, how do I compete? I want to interact with people like that. I want to show them what I'm feeling. Can I? So I got to get the plug. Oh, that just sounds the, appealing to me. Tattoo. I have to say. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? No, There's it doesn't. It doesn't sound appealing it. to me. This like, sounds horrifying. I feel like your brain is your own personal space. And to be like, well, but if I give you a link, you can come join me here. Like, no, get out. But it's not even about that. It's about some guy goes to work at McDonald's. And then he's just like, he's making the burger. And he's like, walks over. Here's your burger, sir. Thank you very much. Here's your drink. And then he goes home and he's like, <sighs> he takes a thing, clicks it to his, his neck. And then all of a sudden, I am Valsinor, hero of the fourth wind. And then he starts fighting dragons. He's gonna, it's, people are going to beg for that. They're going to line up and be like, I hate my life. I want to be a rabbit. And then they're going to go into rabbit sim. And they're going to run around as a rabbit. And they're going to go into goat simulator. And they're run around headbutting people and things like that. Or goose simulator. Remember goose? Yeah. That goose game. That game was fun. Headbutt simulator would be cool. <laughs> and it's going to be time dilation, so they'll be able to go in for what they perceive as 20 hours, and then when they're done, it's only an hour has gone by. I so mean, how would you not want that ability? People are, dude, people are going to go visit loved ones who died. It's going to get dark, and but people are going to beg for it. They're going to be like, in this simulated world, we've taken all of your father's Facebook posts, compiled them into an AI, and now you can go and hang out at a cafe for his birthday. And you're going to go in, and he's going to be there, and he's going to be like, you know, I'm a, I'm a robot, but I'm your dad. And then you're going to be like, I miss you, dad. And It could be to the point creepy, where dude. anyone that resists that could be seen as a terrorist to the status quo. Like, if you wanted to stop people from getting embedded in that system, you're you're in the way of what's right and what's good, and you are a danger to society. Like, I can see you're that. You're a religious zealot. Dumb shit. I mean, the thing is, if you believe in liberty, you would let people sign up for it if they want to be in it. But ultimately, every time you come out of that simulation, you'll feel more depressed. You'll hate your life even more. I think you would hope that enough people want to invest in the fact that they have a real life that they can make whatever they want out of it. Or they but, could but go into at, pain simulator and then when they come out, they're like, well, this isn't so bad. Yeah, but look at postmodernism. People don't believe in reality. They don't believe in objective reality. They would rather live. You know what? Hey, I say let them do it. In fact, we should all agree. Let's... All the postmodernists, how about we give you guys Neuralink? We hook you guys up, put you into pods. We'll make sure that pod economy is working just fine for all of you because we don't want you coming out. And then we'll live our lives. Everything will be fine. And you get to live the world you want to live in. Everybody, Everything works. We believe in objective reality, so we'll take objective reality. You take the pod universe, and we'll uh, we'll we'll polish those pods nice and clean all for you. And uh, uh, and there you go. It works, it works for me. I don't think well, so. I'm finally a happy ending to this. Yeah, and then it worked out. This is such a dark conversation. Yeah, because if you do put people in pods and then kind of let them off on their own, it'd be like letting an AI figure out 
how to wipe out humanity on its own. If you don't watch it and, and watch what it's doing, it can very well be working to destroy you in the background. I feel, I feel like I've seen this movie. It's it, it's interesting. Yeah. I was yeah. just thinking about Terminator 2 last night. I don't really. Miles well, Dyson, man. So, but the, the issue with the Matrix is it shouldn't be robots. It should be people. People run the Matrix, and some people want to be in the Matrix, and they choose to be. And what would really end up happening, or I think a probable scenario, is that if we actually built the metaverse, you'd have a lot of people and there'd be a company and says, we can hook you into the metaverse permanently. Your body will be suspended in a float solution. We'll take care of you to make sure there's no injuries. We'll keep you healthy and your body will be regulated. And the neural link will actually stimulate muscle growth and will provide you with a feeding tube. And in this universe, you will do work and that work will interact with objective reality. You can leave at any time. Tons of people would sign up for that. And then what would you do in the digital world? Coding, you know, jobs related to the arts and things like that and software development. And then just harvest your body heat, get some like no, piezoelectric no, no, no. gel that's No, you're 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 in the metaverse. Charge. You're in the metaverse and you're a philosophy teacher. But they, or you're a mathematician. Oh, or I see. or you're, you're you're a software developer. And or you're a consultant. Or any kind of non-physical labor job, you'd host a podcast, and then people in the real world listen to your show, and you're and you're just in a pod floating there, but your brain is creating this simulation, and you make money from that, and then you have to pay the pod company a percentage of revenue or a month, a yearly fee of you know twenty grand or whatever to maintain the pod for you, and you live in your own universe, and then in this universe, let's say you host a podcast, and then when the podcast is over. You stand up and you're like, all right, guys, thanks for coming, everybody. I'm going to go fight some dragons for the next few hours and then fly away. And then, like, you know, your guest is like, I'm going to go be a dragon, and then turns into a dragon and flies off. That's the world people are going to want to live in. And they're going to pay to do it. And, like, your super chat followers will be in your party at the end of the night. You're like, now I'm going to fight dragons. And, like, the top four super chatters are going to be in the party yep. with you fighting the dragons tonight. Yeah, you're going to be like, if you super chat and you're in the top four, you get to come fight dragons or aliens or zombies or zombie alien dragons. Whatever. I totally believe you that people will pay for this and people will want it. It just personally sounds so unappealing to me. I believe so fundamentally that you have this life to live and you have to do something with it in this time. Like deciding that you are going to, it's like it's if you were telling me, I'm just gonna spend the rest of my life watching TV. Like that's what I'm hearing when you sign up for Neuralink. Like you're just looking to be distracted from the reality of the world. And if that's your choice, I respect it. Like I don't wanna tell people what to do, but I think ultimately you're lying to yourself if you think you will ever be a more satisfied person from completely devoting the your life to the postmodernists will be. Maybe well, so. It's, Absolutely. It's, I don't, don't think they're very wanna, happy now, but they, maybe. Well, they don't want they want they don't want to be what they are. Mm -hmm. They're like there are people who want to be cats. There are people who want to be animals. And they there are people who want to be cartoon animals. They identify as these things. They would absolutely take the Neuralink implant. But it's better than just watching TV like it did another. It's like uh, if you were reading Twitter all day and then making an internet video show on YouTube at the end of the night, like kind of like exactly what Tim does and what I do. See, um, I mean, I, the important thing people need to understand right now is that this show is actually produced in the metaverse. Yeah. Like, we, right. We're not a real we people. Were, I hate it here. We were, <laughs> Hannah Claire is actually a 35-year-old man named Bob. Send help. So it's, it, it's an interactive way to experience humanity but you're saying that you think power off like just being out in the field is better like what do you mean it's not good i mean i think fundamentally it, it's a deception right you're you may feel like you're fighting dragons you may feel like you have a podcast and you may have some kind of relationship with someone who also is pretending to be something it to me reminds me of the criticism you get of social media right that everyone is putting out a fake front and that's why we tell people to stop checking instagram and twitter all the time because it's actually bad for your mental health you know it'd be really funny though if like it turned out 
all of this is one weird metaverse simulation for Hannah Claire, who's actually a 56-year-old morbidly obese man <laughs> who's like, I just want to be a young blonde woman. Aww. And so like, you're sitting here being like, you're all crazy. Metaverse is terrible, but like, it's actually your simulation. Yeah, I think if I were to wake up and realize that I was in the metaverse and that was true, I would be really miserable, which means I would go back into the metaverse, yeah. right? And I think that's terrible. Like, I think giving people, you know, we talked about earlier that Facebook intentionally tried to see if they could make people depressed and follow the content yeah. they produce afterwards. Like, that is what this is opening the door to because what what is the point of n not having you hooked up to the neural you're, link? You're going to be on your deathbed. And your family's going to be around you and they're going to be like, we love you, Nana. And you're going to be like, I lived a good life. And then all of a sudden it's going to blink and you're going to wake up as a 56-year-old morbidly obese guy. And you go, <laughs> back to the, the salt mines and got to go to work. But think of all the relationships you, you up, would form in the metaverse that you would think are real. And then if anything were to happen to your pod, it would get deleted. They're not real. I mean, kind of. But, you know, I don't lament not hanging out with Princess Peach after I beat Mario. So you know. I had a friend that did an ayahuasca ceremony and he said it was like a two day ceremony. And he said he lived another life in this ceremony, like a like a psychedelic experience where he had family, a wife and children that he remembers and still to this day misses like he knows them. That's why. Yeah, dude. I've heard a lot of crazy stories like that. DMT is crazy. I think just being told constantly that like ev like even if you forget right you're in the you're in the metaverse so intensely and you're doing whatever if it ever were to be over you would be destroyed right and I think that's why you have to live your real life and not your fake life and if there are things that you are as aspiring to be right like I can't help you if you want to be a cartoon cat maybe you should draw one and become a cartoonist or right? go to the metaverse you could be a cartoon cat What's, you know don't you go to the metaverse you don't going, go you going in Matt <laughs> I'm not going in yeah are you gonna I'm I'm analog. I, mm -hmm. I want to actually live the life I have. So call me old school. Will you work with the developers on it? I don't it? think it's old school. It's unless, my thought. Unless I give, can become a cat because that sort of sounds, that sounds cool. You can. Cool, yeah. Yeah. In the metaverse, you can be a cat. I just want to knock. Big that's cat. how they get you. They get. It's going to be like drugs. They're going to be like, just try it once. See what the cat's I, like. I just want to knock stuff off the counter. Yeah. Like, no one will blame me for it. Same. It's like just all I ever want to do is climb up on someone's table and just throw stuff onto the floor. I want to scratch it. You could do that in your real life. I just you want see, you to now, know. Now, that. why do they do that? You know what I mean? Just they're they, dominant. They, they yeah. do this thing where they, they go to a door and then yell at you and you open the door and they turn around and walk away. Like, they just want the door open? Power. Is that what it is? It's, it's because cats are libertarians. So. <laughs> you know what I, I love? This. I love it when they go up to a door and they start yelling and then they'll like put their paws under it and are shaking the door and yelling at you like, open it. And then you open it and they, they just walk off. Yeah. Like, I had a cat they who, just don't want the door closed. Yeah. yeah. Keep it open. I had a, door, a cat who would like stand there and scratch the door constantly like he thought he could dig his way through it you'd open the door and he'd be like i don't even know why you did that like i'm going <laughs> the other way now so uh bocus downstairs in the pantry he's always screaming like to open the door and you do and he immediately runs to these loose kibbles that are on the ground because he's a weirdo with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm -hmm. And, I, and he's, he's tricking you. He's, he's a, it's a trick. Because as soon as you walk away, he jumps into the box of bacon. That's right. I've seen him do that. And then he starts tearing <laughs> the bacon open oh, and animal. eating all the bacon. He's an animal. Dirty. Yeah, and then when you, so then when I caught him doing it, I picked Genius. him up and he was yelling. He was like, Aah! Genius. And he yelled at me. He was pissed. Yeah. Yeah. One time it was really funny. He was trying to go in the garage and I kept blocking his path. And then he, he got really mad and just 
went like this with his hand real slow and then whacked me one time on the leg. <laughs> and then I was like, what are you doing? And, yeah, then I, he, and then he just walked away. I went up behind him. He was looking out the window and I kind of roughly petted him on his sides and he turned around and swiped at my face with full claw. Jeez. Just yes. got the hair, but he was letting me know huh. I'm faster than you, sharper than you. Just don't mess with me, just bro. Just a shot across the bow. Yeah. yeah. And I've never <laughs> touched him that way you're again. Not, yeah, you're only supposed to like, go now. with the flow of their yeah. bird. Friday, like Fridays are the best. Watch you know, their tails. the important news. Yeah, it's yeah. very important. If yeah. they start flipping their tails, everybody, yeah. off. everybody can relate to, See, you know. Yeah, my cats are uh, hardcore objectivists. They, oh, yeah. Uh, Rourke, Ragnar, and Reardon. <laughs> nice. And they absolutely believe that they are superior. Of course. And and frankly, they are. Yeah. <laughs> What's the uh, hierarchy like over at the Kibbe household? Um, they they own everything, mm-hmm. and they eat better than we do. Mm-hmm. Like when we're eating crickets, they're still going to be eating the good beef <laughs> yeah. um, because that's the way it is. But and by the way, like the 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 other half of this story, and this will upset some people listening. Dogs are actually communists. I don't, oh. know, if, I don't know if you've oh, noticed yeah. this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah, dogs are communists. Always looking for, sure. for a handout, always right. looking for like secondhand affirmation, like a pat on the head. My cats don't do that stuff. Yeah, cats are libertarian. Do you yeah. think that a pet dog, if faced with a pack of dogs that wanted him to join, would look at you in the eye and be like, sorry, bro, I'm going with go. the co- I'm a, I'm oh, a communist at yeah. heart. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Don't trust them. Yeah. Don't trust I them. I want to love dogs. I think, they look like psychopaths when I look into their eyes. I think that's one of the reasons it's no, so... dogs are all right. Uh, yeah. It's so nice when a cat likes you because, like, you they don't that. have to. Whereas yeah. dogs, like, they, they think you're in this together. And cats are like, I'm choosing this relationship with you. You are yeah. lucky to have my when tolerance. When a cat gives you a little bit of love, it, like, it, it's a boost to your self-esteem. <laughs> like, yeah. Finally, I matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. dogs are clingy. But I, li- I like dogs. dogs. You know, no, I like dogs because like- they're loyal. They're yeah. like loyal soldiers, you know? I do They're like there for you. And like, you are not going to get your cats to do, like, you can never train a cat to do anything. They train you. Can't even get Bocas use a litter box. He's yeah. pissing on the floor. There's a theory that <laughs> cats <laughs> domesticated humans back in the day. Oh, That's okay. how it all happened. It happened kind of synergistically, but a big part of it was cats well, teaching one of people cats how to are chill. An, cats are an invasive species that we tolerated. Yeah, they're one of the things I've heard mice. is like cats... No, that's not true. That's, that is incorrect. They didn't meow. They started doing that to talk to humans. Right. Like that they, they don't do this in the wild and they do it for your benefit, yeah. Yeah. which so I think is hilarious. Dogs so were domesticated cute. by humans and wolves slowly being pushed together for mutual benefit. Cats just hang out and people laugh because they're funny and cats don't bother us. That's why they're 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 technically domesticated in that sense, but you don't you can train them, but they're not really tradable because we did not like livestock beasts of burden, all trained horses trained cats. Sometimes people will train a cat because you can, but for the most part they don't. You can you can do some kind of training with them, but for the most part because cats came into human existence by like jumping through our windows and then we laughed about it, mm-hmm. not because they ate mice. Uh, terriers were bred for hunting mice yeah, and rats. Terriers. Is there any way to get a cat, a male cat, to stop peeing? Yes. How? Diapers. We have diapers for him. It, uh, There's he, di- he can't like that though. He must. That must drive him nuts. He, he walks all funny, but if he's gonna piss on the floor, give him a diaper. Oh. And they make like Teach those those sprays that are supposed to like tell your cat not to pee there and stuff like that. Yeah, but he's uh-huh. cat urine. You like have to soak the. I don't know why I'm giving this advice this out on good. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, I had a really great cat. He died just about a year ago and I was obsessed with him, but he went whenever I like moved or something, he had a really hard time adjusting with pee places and you have to clean with apple cider vinegar because it's mm. so the smell is so intense. They can go back to exactly right. the same spot. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, head over to TimCast.com, become a member. Got a bunch of awesome shows up there. Check out all the TimCast Uncensored.
answered. Robert Davi last night talking about all these crazy stories in Hollywood. It was, it was really, really fun how he met Pablo Escobar. That's crazy. Because he was a Bond villain. And I guess Escobar like saw himself in this Bond villain hmm. and was like, why don't you come and, you know. And it's a crazy story. It's, it's legit. You got a bag of emeralds or whatever. Check that out. Let's read some super chats. Waffle Sensei says, Facebook took down my image of the email between Facebook and the White House. Huh. They said it violated their community standards under the subsection of terrorism. What? Dark Brandon hath risen. <laughs> yep. David Ruck says, Biden said Trump and extreme MAGA Republicans are a clear and present danger to, dem- to democracy. Look up the clear and present danger rule to see how they'll start arresting their political enemies. I think so. I do. Free Men Die Free says, now more than ever, it is important to amplify voices like Ron Paul. Make it happen, Tim. Ron Paul and Tim Cast do it. Uh, Ron Paul is like top of the list. We got we to gotta get it Ron on. How do we get it Ron Dr. Uh, Dr. Paul? He's, uh, he's in D.C. tomorrow. Oh, is he really? Really? Yes. Does he have time? Uh, I'll, I'll ask around. Yes. yes. <laughs> That'd be so All cool. Right. He, he doesn't travel that much anymore. He's, yeah. Um, but it's he, like, you guys our, have talked about being willing to go to him, though, right? Yeah, but also I think his people said that he would come out here. Um, it's just scheduling, I suppose. But yeah. we got to get Ron. We're here all fans. day. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, we can do a special, you know, special interview with him. If he's, he's, he said tomorrow, right? The memes would be fantastic. Oh, it would be so, so amazing. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan. And uh, we also want to get Rand on, on the show, too, because oh, yeah. Rand's like one of the only good politicians. You know what I mean? We, we, we're big fans of the Pauls here. The Paul family. Yeah. The Pauls. The Pauls. Tim Poole likes the Pauls. Yep. The Pauls are good people. <laughs> like Logan, like Ron, like all the Pauls. <laughs> Tim Ferriss says, Joe wandered back around to a dead mic. I think your bingo card won. Mm. Can I take credit mm-hmm. for that? We have, um, if walks wrong way. That's true. That's a good point. He did walk the wrong way. He turned around and went back and the mic was dead. Did, I, yeah. I win. Oh. What do you uh, win? I won, the, I won the bingo. I won the bingo from yesterday. You won the prize. prize. Yeah, he started late. He walked the wrong way. I got a free space. He said soul of the nation, and he said Trump. That was easy. That, that was, was easy. easy. At the end yeah. of the night, he started to walk to the left, I thought, but then it, he was just saluting guys. So I don't but know. he turned around, then stopped, turned back around, and that's the wrong way. Jill kissed him. That was nice. But he looked like he was like, oh, there's all these people watching. <laughs> and then I'm just surprised he, he made it through me. that, that too, the yeah. length of that speech, to be honest. Yeah, it was actually more cogent. He was it, more it, cogent. Than it was such to. a rough start. I'm like, oh, this is going to be rough. But he, he actually, <laughs> he hammered his way through it. Like in terms of his delivery skills, <laughs> it was pretty reasonable. Yeah. All right. Grofty says, spin the UFO. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Get ready for this. Where did this come from? The UFO? Yeah. It's I saw an ad technology. for it on Instagram and then I bought it. Spinning. And then we had desktop cleaner one day and I made an Instagram video spinning it. Nice. And then it became a meme. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Adam Krigler for all the UFOs out there. All the Aaron Bacon says Twitter deleting accounts which negative to Biden. Hmm. Is that true? Is that no. post negative content? I don't know. Hmm. Kevin Brady says CNN didn't change it for optics. I super chatted yesterday about the tint balance being green and they needed a magenta shift. I'll tag Ian on Twitter now in my post. Still bad optic choice. Hmm. I'm a, you know, maybe. But it's stupid and weird to do. It know. seems like a weird mistake for such a huge network, you know? I don't yeah. know, man. They I, also just don't, had, I don't believe them. I don't, was I, don't, really, I don't give them the benefit of the doubt. The stuff right behind him was like dark black at first, and then it slowly got, they brought the light up on that too. Farrell says, Biden's speech is meant to inspire violence following Trump's indictment. 
My advice to GOP voters, do not attend rallies or protests regarding Trump's indictment. Spread this message. Focus only on voting and Biden's failures. Mm. I would say I 95% agree. I don't know about saying don't go to rallies and stuff like that. I get it, though. They're going to they're gonna January 6th people. You're going to show up to a rally and you're going to wave a little American flag and then some lunatic is going to do something and they're going to blame you for it. Yep. But what's the alternative? Tell people not to engage in their First Amendment right no, to protest? The key right now is do not harp on 2020. That is not focus on fixing the Dominion proprietary voting machines and making the code open. Win in the midterms and you get everything you want. Okay, probably not. Depends on if the Republicans actually do anything. But I will say this. Your best chance right now is to hyper focus on winning the midterms. Do not. I think it's likely Trump will be indicted sometime soon before the midterms. And then we'll end up hearing that some Trump supporter got violent, either because a Trump supporter got violent or because it's a false flag. Whichever reason you want to believe, that's why I'm saying people need to stay away uh, from any potential hot situations or whatever. If, you know, people got to have a right to protest. Mm. But if you're out and you see stuff unfolding like January 6th, you better GTFO. And I'll tell you why. I love protests. You have a right to protest. But this is right now the closing stretch of the midterms to get some hearings, to get some investigations, to get something done. And there are traps and minefields all around you. Strategy is extremely important. Mm. Win the midterms. They're, they're, this is desperation on Biden's part. They're going to try and stop you. They want you to make a mistake. They're waiting for it. They need you to make a mistake. Don't make those mistakes, man. Don't give them what they need. All right. All Alpha Zero Beta says Joe says he's defending democracy. But I don't think the Green Party of North Carolina could agree less. Democrats love democracy as long as it's two parties, not three. Hmm. Yeah. What about the Libertarian Party? They don't like them either, right? No, they don't like us. Uh, well, the Republicans don't like us that much either. It's, yeah. it, it depends which way the, the, the shift is. The shift I, is. I love, I love the assumption that the Libertarians would take votes only from Republicans. Because mm-hmm. that wasn't true, I don't, I don't think, in 2016, right? No. I, and I, I think generally Libertarians have um, a new community that turns out to vote. I never really bought that, that libertarians steal votes from either Republicans or Democrats. And it, you know, they might be divided between Republicans and Democrats, but they're people that probably wouldn't have showed up. I briefly covered the North Carolina Green Party or some stuff that's going on because they had a really hard time getting on the ballot this year. And uh, they said the Libertarian Party was incredibly supportive. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of people having choices. How involved are you with Libertarian Party? Um, I, I am a Libertarian. Um, big L libertarian now, and uh, I show up to their conventions, but I, I wouldn't say I'm Mises that Caucus. A, um, I'm I'm a big fan of the Mises Caucus, and uh, I show up at uh, state party events and, and speak for them. But um, I I'm waiting for for something to happen. I I think that libertarians spend way too much time fighting with each other. Mm. And we got to get to this idea that not everybody's going to be just as perfect as I am. And this is a libertarian disease where, like, if a guy disagrees with you on one thing, they go bananas. Um, I want to build a big tent libertarianism that is is like a fun place to hang out. And we're not we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're, we're fighting with each other. Pissed off Patriot says hashtag pedo Hitler. Huh. Pedo Hitler was trending. Like 200,000 tweets or something. Man, that picture. Yeah, that's crazy. That's burned in infamy in my mind. They're they're screwed over that, to be honest. Mm. That was, they did not expect that. I really don't think so. And it is going to be used forever. Yeah, forever. And it's going to freak people out. They're going to look at that. And that's what matters. Feelings. 
they're going to see that image and it's it's a creepy image of Biden looking despotic. It's strange because it I've heard a lot of descriptions like, oh, it was a, it was a patriotic presentation. You know, to be like, so this is patriotism done by people who don't like patriotism. Well, yeah, Hitler was patriotic to Germany. Mm-hmm. His whole thing was a one Germany, uh, bring the German fatherland together. If you're German first, you know, it was all about patriotism. It doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like you could you could cut and paste the speech, and part of it would have sounded like something that Ron Paul would say, or or some sort of yeah. Tea Party guy you know talking about liberty and the constitution and all that stuff mm-hmm. and it, it was almost like a caricature of someone that had no idea what those words meant and we're going to paste them all together and then we're going to divide the country seth hauser says the fbi can easily stage a fake maga trump attack on the Capitol or whatever you think they will not do it they've done it before mm. well we saw what happened with the whitmer thing yeah it was like was it like 12 fbi agents and like four guys who were just like i don't know i guess whatever aha you're under arrest Good job, guys. Mm-hmm. Derek Jones says, Tim, the right is missing something. The imagery was deliberately chosen. It was in part to provoke the right to act irrationally and violently just before an election. It's no secret voters don't like the erratic and violent. That maybe, maybe they knew they were going to make Biden look like a lunatic. And it was on purpose because they want MAGA people to be like, oh, it's happening. Yeah. And freak I, out. Yeah, I think it's a credible theory. Red I think everybody needs to tell everyone else to stay calm. Mm-hmm. Do not let anybody, you know, talk people down. If, you, if you're hearing people get crazy, don't let them. Don't get crazy, man. You got to police your own community. And, and one reason to show up at rallies is to make sure that that one guy, and maybe it's, maybe it's a plant, right? You don't know who this one violent guy is, but everybody needs to take responsibility to shut that guy down. I remember I did a couple of videos praising uh, some leftist protesters because an Antifa guy started smashing bricks with a hammer to, to pull out of the ground or something. And the leftists grabbed him and brought him to the cops. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. That's what you have to do. Yeah, because the peaceful protests are a good thing. And we're helping. And, and they help your cause. This guy got violent. They stopped him. And then the optics were good. It's like, yeah, hey, look. We, but, you know, the problem is a lot of these lefties, they support Antifa when they go and destroy the, the working class neighborhoods and stuff. And so, you know, I get it. You reap what you sow. You're going to lose support because of it. It does seem like Biden's speech was a provocation to action for people on the right and they just have to ignore it. I mean, Tim's totally right. You have to focus on midterms. Uh, but by the way, just a big mistake. Um, the idea that that you're going to divide the country and, and the imagery um, with everything else sucking that bad, even if they get all of their guys to show up, they're turning out independents that otherwise were sort of riding the fence right now. I, I think it was a colossal strategic mistake. Unless they get the violence that they want. Mm. Cheddar2648 says, MAGA is a third-party coalition of GOP conservatives, independents, and patriotic Democrats. Trump is Perot's successor, a businessman outsider who infiltrated the GOP and beat them at their own game. Yeah, I don't come... Ross Perot is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Noah Zork says, vote quartering for the Grifties, phone and PC. Oh. What does that mean? I don't know what the Grifties are. The Grifties is an award ceremony. Is this because where, where the quartering is selling coffee? <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the self acknowledged greatest grifter on earth. I don't know, sense? Jeremy. Are you? Are you? <laughs> I think he was <laughs> into hilarious. it. Oh, really? He's got a new place. It looks cool. Yeah, really? New house. Yeah, him, yeah. It's coffee money, dude. Yeah, yeah big coffee. He's, he's, coffee he's a money. yeah, big coffee. Quartering is a coffee baron. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he be, is. Gotta be careful, yeah. coffee baron. It's funny because he super chatted us like a ton of money. To shout at his coffee. Mm-hmm. I just find it hilarious. So you go to he did that during uh, Chaircast, right? Yeah, yeah. Chaircast. Yeah. That was fun. 
Oh, he's number three. Grifties.com. Oh, snap. Oh, number number one. Tim's number six. Uh, well, I'm going down. Only Nick Rakita. Yeah, you're down from uh, wherever Nick you were. Nick Rakita? Hey, I'm he? on there, too. You're on there? Nick Rakita's <laughs> number two. Selling. My <laughs> name's <laughs> under your name. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. You're selling Tim You're number seven? Yeah. No, no, no. My name oh, is like a sub oh. sub name under your name. It's in number six. I don't know oh, why. Oh, okay. That's unfair to you, Ian. Yeah. You you, you, you grift that graphene like nobody else. Next year. Big graphene. Big on for grifties. Grifties, so uh, I, thought th I think the, was the qu the quartering was always above me. I don't know. Yeah, Good for him, best. man. Good, bravo, sir. Bravo, sir. So, what's the website? Grifties.com. Grifties. How long have the Grifties been around? I'm just curious. I, I haven't this kept up with it. Annual, so the second annual. Second annual. Nice. How many? How many are there? Hotep's been told you presents the Grifties. Oh. How oh. many? How many Grifties are like, issued? What are they? Yeah, what are they issued? Like five? I three. Don't know. What are their requirements. I'm curious. Are there yeah. categories like? Like best female actress, Ghost of Kiev. <laughs> That's another one okay. nominated. I I don't really? know. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a video. Hotep Nation presents 2021 Grifties Awards. 2020. Oh, so 2022. This is from last year. Yeah. Wow. All right. We we should uh best we should we should we should uh, hey Hotep let's yeah. we'll we'll sponsor a big event. No joke. Let's do yeah, it. Hell yeah. Grifty. Like let's put a budget behind this and actually get some awards made and it would be amazing. And if Jeremy won and we had him, he came out with a speech and like the coffee and then like. Brought to you That'd by. That'd be hilarious, yeah. dude. That would that would that would be amazing, actually. We should we should do it. I'm gonna do fun. it. Hotep. Let's do it. <laughs> we love it. It's the Joe, only award show we can get behind. Yeah, I know. That sounds pretty fun, actually. It'd be cool. Joe Novak says, loved the MTG playing MTG skit. If she's looking for a real challenge, my wife has some killer decks. No offense to Ian. I loved the part when in the in the full episode. Marjorie chats in the forum, blue sucks and you suck to Ian. <laughs> oh, no, no. She says white sucks and you suck. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That forum scene's amazing. Yeah, that was good. What about Marjorie Taylor Greene versus Post Malone? In that's, Magic? That's, the, that's yeah. the what we need. That's the event we didn't that's know we needed. That's the holy grail. That would be great. Do you play Magic the Gathering? No. I don't either. Mm -hmm. Andy Welsh says, the Darth Jar Jar theory postulates that due to the extreme audience backlash, Lucas was compelled to rework the entire prequel trilogy and abandon his original plan to reveal Jar Jar as the true Phantom Menace. It's hmm. true. Wow. Yeah, Jar Jar was the bad guy the whole time. I knew it. I've heard that theory. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess the ending of the sequels is that um, the Emperor is now a young woman. Is that what, like, that's what happened? Because he, he, he says something like "strike, oh, strike me down, and I will take your body" or something like that, right? Oh. Yeah. Well, I didn't see the movie. I've he said heard something like that. You. He's like, "I found a way to live forever. If you strike me down in anger, I'll transfer my energy or whatever." And then she does. And so I was like, "So is she like the emperor? Is her now? Like he took her body over?" That's weird. The emperor was like, "This whole nine movie arc was so that I could be a young woman." See, he's the guy who needs the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Somebody told me I was wrong about that before, or something like that. R. Bracewell, twenty-one says, if you haven't already looked, if you haven't already looked into Executive Order fourteen zero six seven, and think about how the inflation is manufactured, and remember the social credit score they were talking about with the vax pass, it's a bit scary, and would love to hear your take on it, Tim. What is that? What is that? Fourteen zero six seven. Ensuring responsible development of digital assets is what it's called. Uh, sign on March 9th, 2022, 83rd executive order signed by President Joe Biden. 83 executive orders signed by the guy. The tales wow. of the order is to develop digital assets in a responsible manner. It's an, Why an executive order, though? It's not an emergency. Mm. He is. He likes a good executive order. I feel like I haven't looked at the numbers, but. We should let. This should be Congress's job. Mm -hmm. They're the money people. What do we got? 
Ugly Swan says, not my line, but it's good. Our task is to look at the structure of why we are failing as human beings. And I say all of us. And if you don't have faith in the people, what do you have faith in? Chickens. Chickens. <laughs> Chickens will save us. Chickens and Bitcoin. Yeah, we have a frizzle chicken. You know, those are their feathers are curled. And it's laying blue eggs. It's a white chicken with frizzle feathers laying blue eggs. How about that? You'd miss that if you were in the metaverse. That's right. And then what happens is if you uh, frizzle babies, you have to breed them with, uh, with non-frizzle chickens. Because if you breed two frizzles, you get a frazzle and oh, their no. feathers disintegrate. And then they're just naked chickens. So what happens is you do a frizzle and a, and a I guess, normal farm chicken. And then half of them will be frizzled when they get older. What do you think about faith in humanity? What do you mean? Do you have it? But what does that mean, faith in humanity? Like the, the success of the sustainability of the species in the It's not about faith in humanity. Future. It's, it's about math. It's the, the probabilistic outcomes of what happens to humanity. Even if we blow ourselves up, some humans will still survive and then give it a certain amount of time and then humans come back. That's the vibe I'm getting. Because the technology is so good. I can't imagine that we didn't already succeed in some way, that we've been able to get to this point. Shell Beach says chickens are Tim's graphene. Mm. Yes, that's mm -hmm. true. But I think Ian talks about graphene more than I talk about chickens. But I do talk about chickens a lot. And you know, a lot of times I talk about graphene because you make me do it. Uh -huh, that's true. You push me. Graphene is a hexagonal. I'm just kidding, by the way. <laughs> we got, we, some, look we got some Jersey Giants. I want to get a picture downstairs. of, of mm -hmm. graphene Babies. behind me on the wall. I'm going to do that later. Picture of graphene. We got uh, Jersey Giants. They're the biggest chicken breed. And there's four babies in the uh, incubator right oh, now. Yeah. They're scared. Have you noticed that? They're, oh, yeah, they're yeah. little jumpy. Well, they're, they're store-bought. So, I want know. a frizzle Jersey Giant crossover. So we have yes. really huge chicken Frizzles. with like, the curly wing, the feathers. And then what we do is once we get that, we breed it with the Silkies. And they're called uh, sizzles. Sizzles. Yeah, they have curly, very soft, fluffy Aww. feathers. Yeah, and they're massive. Yeah, super big. And then we're going to start having the biggest breed with each other, and eventually we'll have like five foot tall chickens we can it'll ride. Good. Yeah, that'll be great. Oh, That's the plan, it. man. <laughs> no, you'll never really be able to, I'm pretty sure. But there's a, the biggest rooster is a Brahma. He was three and a, three and a half feet tall or something like that. Crazy video massive thing. I don't even know how the thing would reproduce. It would crush whatever it stood on. Hmm. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, st I'm stuck thinking about five-foot chickens. Yeah. Honest, yeah, I'm stuck yeah. on that, yeah. I feel like this is our next project. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, in, in our dystopian future, when there is no energy, we will be riding chickens to El Salvador. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> or in perfect. El Salvador. Yeah. Because they have adopted Bitcoin as their national currency. When the system collapses, they'll be the wealthiest nation on the planet. It'll be like you know, the new, the new shining city on the hill or whatever. Mm. All right. Random user says, Lydia, let Tim know that Max Kaiser is looking to start an English, English international news station in El Salvador with government help up oh, his alley. Interesting. interesting. Well, good. we know Max. Max is awesome. We're good friends with Max. Tell Tim yourself. Man, I've known Max for a, for a long time. <laughs> we, we said we, we found out in some really fun, fun times in France and We've had him on the show, I think, uh, just, was it just one time or what? Twice. Twice? Oh, yeah, twice. Yeah, we got to have them yeah. back. I think so. Max and Stacy are amazing. Yeah. Big fans. David C. Cronk Sr. says, if Ian can see ghosts, he can be a happy medium. Oh. I've uh -huh. seen infrared light. One time I woke up out of a deep sleep and I saw it going in. It looked like it was going into my phone, but that's just because my perception was warped and I, I lost lost perception of it. But yeah, you can visualize, you can... You can perceive infrared light, which may be ghostic. Anthony says, we eat our roosters. We use them as roasters. Same taste as hens. Hmm. I guess if you eat them young enough, you know, they're food. They're better. Everyone just hold out for the Tim Cast official chicken cookbook. That's right. 
to be good. I don't know. Chicken pot pie. How to cook? How to serve chicken? It's really, it's chicken, it's yeah. really nuts when you go order wings at like a restaurant, and it's like you order six wings. That's three chickens. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess technically, if you get flats and drums, then it's like one and a half chickens, but still crazy. That's a lot. You're like, I will have one and a half chickens worth of wings and flats. You make uh, coco ven with uh, roosters. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Big old chicken. It's uh, basically um, chicken cooked in wine. Oh. It's a classic French country dish. Oh, really? Yeah. In our oh, cookbook, rooster. we can have Matt Kibbe's coco ven. Uh, I, I make a pretty wicked coco ven. Neglectful Sausage says people in the Matrix didn't get shoved into pods by the machines. Man did it to themselves. The ultimate social safety dream is metaverse. No one can be harmed. It'll be illegal to not go just like reckless driving, imper- reckless driving imperils you. Adrian Curry says four days brine and all day in the crock pot makes any rooster taste perfect. Ooh, brine. That sounds amazing. Another we recipe for our out, cookbook. I'm we got to figure you. out which rooster we're going we're gonna to execute. You know, hmm. yeah, we should we, have a trial. There's so yeah, many to choose this, from. Yeah. 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 We should have a we should have a trial. A trial. Get them lawyers. It'll be great. <laughs> Chicken lawyers. Yeah. I'll br- I'll bring the wine. It'll be delicious. That sounds great. Yeah. Brine four days in brine. Brine and wine. That sounds really good. Try both of them. Then we just have a cooking channel where we only make chicken in sounds a crock great. pot. Starling X Knight says, "Tim, big fan. I work in the intel community for a living with focus on international incursion and influence. Social media is being incredibly arrogant, and y'all are right." Pushing Maoist-like info ops. This is what our adversaries need to break us. Yeah, I think it's probably China. You know, that's why Trump wanted to ban TikTok because it's China. It's definitely China. And they got your kids, man. What does it say? Adrian Curry says trial on stream. Should we should we cook the rooster and then have it here on IRL and we're, we're eating the like rooster? A taste yeah. During the show. Yeah, we try both. Special but cooking show. She's suggesting we we figure out who's guilty live. Oh, I see. I see. Trial. Bring them all into a room. Ask them some questions. A who done it? Yeah. Which which? Because you know of one you? of them's guilty. So we were talking about this because uh, we have one uh, Bard Rock rooster, like a zebra stripe looking one, like white and black, named Dorothy. All the boys want her. Hmm. I don't know why. Because I don't understand chicken. You know what I mean? I, I just look at chickens. They look the same to me. She's extremely now, she's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Dorothy and Vanessa. She's hot. Yeah. Are both, well, I'm assuming that's what it is, right? Yeah. Dorothy and Vanessa both uh, are barred Plymouth. Vanessa's got like an angry brow. She walks around. And all her sons do too. That's wow. crazy. Yeah, so when you when you look at it, we have a bunch of Black Star boys. That's when you breed the Rhode Island Red with the Plymouth, um, the Bard Rock. So the boys, you can tell which one's Dorothy's and which one's Vanessa's because the angry eyes. But Dorothy's got like big round eyes. She was, she, we had to lock her up because she was getting hurt. And then one day she accidentally got out and immediately the boys ran over and just like, were like, they wanted, they wanted her, man. You know, she just, she's got those no idea, man. pheromones. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe the roosters were like, yo, look at her butt feathers. Dude. <laughs> so maybe hot. we should have a chicken beauty pageant and then yes. she can hand down the crown and then they'll all know who to be attracted to next. Yeah. We had to separate her from the boys because they, they, they were injuring Protective, her. Protective uh, custody. It's crazy. Yeah, it's Wild. Crazy. She's got a lot of kids though. Yep. No kidding. Yeah. They're huge too. Vanessa's sons are nasty. They're massive and they're really angry and mean. Hmm. That's why I'm like, I want to eat them. You know, they're food now. Mm-hmm. Arrogant little yeah. pricks mm-hmm. all right let's grab a couple more super chats mth says they're going to memory hole that biden photo from last night people are sharing it everywhere but it's surprisingly hard to find through google it is actually hard to find through google 
You search for a bunch of terms and they give you similar ones, but they're different. It's Download amazing. and save it now, then put it on your family Christmas card. Go. We got it all on Instagram. Yep. Unless they ban it, I Joe guess. Joe Rogan's got it on Instagram. This is my point. Like Google's banning it, but it's everywhere. Yeah. Like, right. They're they're trying to stop it, but they can't. Matthew says, Tim, look at the NCLA Discovery. Pretty sad. What is that? I don't I have know. No idea. The Master Nader says, does Tim root against Peter Griffin when he fights the giant chicken? No. I think they're both they're both uh, uh, responsible. Murph, Murph's kick says, Tim, let me make Roberto Jr. some Jordans. Seriously, check my IG, brother. Okay. You, you're going to make Jordans for our rooster? That sounds amazing. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. My friends, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Become a member at TimCast.com to support our work. And you got to check out the Cast Castle show. New episodes Tuesday at 7. We had Marjorie Taylor Greene playing Magic the Gathering. And it's a really funny episode. And then uh, we, uh, we've we got um, a four-part series coming out starting next week. This is going to be, this is going to be, what is it? What does that make it out to? Like an hour long total? No, it's going to be like an hour More. and 20 minutes. The whole arc when it's done. And there's going to be multiple cameos in it. And it's going to be, it's, it's, it's really funny and uh, spicy. I'll, I'll just put it that way. So check it out. Also, don't forget, check out Tales from the Inverted World. Episode 10 just came out. If you're into uh, true crime mysteries and stuff like that, check that out. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. Matt, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, just uh, follow Free the People at freethepeople.org or check out me and check out my show, Kibbe on Liberty on Blaze TV. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for Timcast.com. You should go there every day. Click on the read tab and see what me and my other uh, journalist colleagues are up to. You can find me on Instagram at hannahclare.b. And if you have any suggestions for what I should say in my intro, I guess to make it longer, <laughs> let me know. You guys follow me anywhere on Ian Crossland on social media and check out the Cast Castle. If you want to see what happened, uh, I was actually in that movie with Marjorie Taylor Greene. It was, it was spectacular. And I'm looking forward to doing more, perhaps with Marjorie again in the future, perhaps with other great actors that come on. And, and show their stuff. Great to be there. Great to see you. See you next week. Thank you guys all very much for tuning in on this Friday evening. Hopefully you were all chilling hard while we were talking. You guys can follow me on Twitterandminds.com as Sarah Patchlitz as well as sarahpatchlitz.me. I, I think I'll shout this out. I think it's fine to shout out. We have two guest cameos. I think just two. Maybe three, actually, in the next episode. We might have three. Yeah. Rob, awesome. Robert, Robert Davi. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. It's an amazing cameo. It's going to be brilliant. So check it out Tuesday at 7 p.m. Thanks for hanging out. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.